yikes. <laughs> that was way out of tune. Captain's Log, Stardate, Hater.Hours, I'm Comrade Britain. And I'm Pat of Nine. These are the voyages of the starship USS Here We Go Again, our ongoing mission. To explore new Trek episodes, to seek out old Trek, both cringe and based, and to boldly go... Back to the same old board. Soy Trek the Podcast is here. Soy Trek! One half vegan, one half queer, a hundred percent communist, unless we have a best leftist guest, with Patrick and Britain, talking, joking, farting and shitting, all about Star Trek, like our buttholes, the show is wrecked, so Trek the podcast is here, so listen to Soy Trek right in your ears. Well, hey there. Hello. Welcome to the bridge, everybody. I'm Comrade Britain. I'm Pat. Podcast is Soy Trek, the Star Trek podcast where two Trekkies ask themselves, are we really going down this road again? Yes, we are. Going back into the same old porta potty. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's like it's like you go into the bathroom and and uh, you forgot to flush the toilet from the night before and she's just floating there. Yeah, it, <laughs> and, it, and it looks at you. It looks at you, <laughs> and it's like, "What have you done, my father?" <laughs> and I say, "How dare you gender me? How dare you? How dare you?" It's a little bit waterlogged. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to turn the turn the water a little different color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like yeah, I'm glad we're going to the um, well trodden ground again. Yeah. Are you real glad? No. <laughs> I think I let out a scream. Yeah, you, you actually did. I was for I, so uh, yeah. the the big reveal happened while I was handing you a plate of food. Yeah, and for a second I was like, "Oh my god, did I like Mexican hot plate him?" You know how like in Mexican <laughs> yeah. oh, restaurants yeah. they cook the stuff on the plates, yeah. and so they're like hot plate, and you don't touch the fucking plate because yeah, yeah. it just came out of the oven, oh, or yeah. it's been sitting under a fucking um, uh, what do you call it salamander for a yeah, while, yeah. and so it's like really fucking hot. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so for a moment, I'm like, oh my god, did I burn Pat? And then I'm like, no, Terry Metalis burned us all. <laughs> Terry Metalis burned my soul. He really, and he really did. He just took a hot, he took, he took a, a hot poker out of a fireplace and just stuck me right in the soul. Yeah, I was like, come on. Yeah, I was like the most. Uh, and the thing is, like, it was. I feel it was like telegraphed real far, but yeah. at the same time, he was trying to keep this like air of mystery to it and he oh yeah because i was like no it, it, like i was like oh it, that seems where it's supposed to be going but it's so, too obvious so, right right and so <laughs> back um back in february a bunch of uh media outlets mm. reported that um he would not be going where he went with this episode uh we'll we'll talk about it's, it it's we'll, kind of like oh oh um uh, Actually, Benedict, fuck, Benedict, fuck it, fuck it. I'm sorry. Cucumber batch so, isn't con. Yeah, spoiler alert, it's the Borg. It's the I mean, Borg. I guess we said that in the very opening. Back yeah, to the same did. old Borg. We did. The big bad of the season. Guess what? The Borg Queen. The Borg. And the Borg. Yeah. So it's something It's something that literally got dealt with last season, or so we thought. So we thought. We thought, like, Borg Gerardi, like, sent 
you know, fucking regular Borg Queen packing, and there was like a new Borg out somewhere. They, I think they hitched a ride on a fucking uh-huh. like transwarp conduit or something. And like, as far as we knew, you know, the Borg were still pretty much like ruined, except for that element of them. I don't, I, yeah, I, Janeway destroyed them. Like, where's Janeway right Janeway now? Janeway destroyed, yeah, fucking, I mean, the, the actual Borg Queen was at first destroyed during first contact, but then, you know, they were like, fuck it, fuck it, bring Allison Craig and the other actress back for it. And then there was another actress in Picard season two. And so Borg Queen has been dealt with, Borg dealt with over and over and over again. Yeah, I, I was like, I, I was legitimately thinking, like, no, it can't be that. I mean, and there was signs because, you know, also when, like, um, Vatic summoned the face, it was just like, you think you're biologically distinct or something. Yeah, and yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, that's a, that's another little, like, mm-hmm. little hint that, that it was the Borg. But it's just like, but it was like, you thought, like, considering all the other surprises they've had for us this season, like, you know, um, Roloran. Roloran was like a literal actual surprise. So yeah. Tuvok was was more of just like a cameo, like, oh, okay. Yeah. Great. Roloran was a thing they threw in there where I'm like, shit, I didn't see them bringing Roloran no, Ro- back. That, 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 that took me for a spin. So yeah. I thought, oh, so you know what? I bet he's got a little something. Little, maybe little something like yeah. Maybe it's something really weird. Maybe there's some maquis element to it, or another rogue yeah. element, like something we haven't seen in a while. There's a little, a little deeper lore, you know. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, like so, so someone was like postulating on this back in February, and Terry Metalis tweeted back at him. Terry Metalis loves Twitter, mm. and I hate Terry Metalis on Twitter. <laughs> sure, he's a nice guy and stuff, but yeah. just like what he does, the way he markets himself is like dumb and i think pretty deceiving so uh, let me see if i can do this from memory so someone like asked him online like or is the gerardi borg coming back for season three and he said no uh the gerardi borg thing is kind of closed and i imagine the the real borg are still licking their wounds in the alpha quadrant after dealing with janeway Mm. and so it was intentional like misdirect yeah. Like, well, yeah, I think they're still probably doing that, but he knows better. He doesn't, he didn't actually think that. Yeah. That was a lie. So he yeah. actually did lie. Yeah. So, you know, good job, buddy. Good job. <sighs> yeah. I mean, <clears throat> of all the things, like, yeah, I mean, after eight, after like literally eight hours mm-hmm. of building up to this moment, and it's the most obvious thing. Yeah, and it's just like I, I literally felt nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like well, I felt I felt disappointment. Yeah, but like but like you could tell that they were going for a much more like dramatic feel to this, right? And like that it's that there's all this this important uh, shit going down, right. and you have to and you're supposed to be in awe of this thing so, happening. But it's just like I just was like, okay, it's the so boring. You know what I think it really was is they really wanted it to be. But what it really was was, yeah, yeah. Oh damn it! Why don't I have my fucking slide whistle right I now? I told you it's the third member. Uh, you need to bring it, or it. you don't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, let's get through some laundry real quick. Uh, first off, we're uh, in a feud with uh, the Greatest Generation podcast. I guess people uh, told us online to do it, so uh, hmm. we don't know anything about them. So Greatest no. Generation, more like Master Betus Generation, because because they masturbate. <laughs> the, you masturbate, Pat? Duh. <laughs> oh. Oh, was I not supposed to? Well, I guess like the insult doesn't really make sense. Uh, if, one I think the, we all jerk off. <laughs> do we? Are you including me in this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right. So we uh, we have ads now. If you may have noticed, if you don't want ads, uh, you can pay two dollars a month, five dollars a month, ten dollars a month over at patreoncom BS. You get ad-free episodes. You get all the episodes at once, and you get them in high-quality stereo. Plus, a huge back catalog of weird special episodes. Also, if you're super cool, pay five dollars a month. We mention your name and say thank you to people just like Dan Morrison, Dylan Lance, Ian Kelly, Joanna Hearn, uh, Jordan Hale, Shane Sawyer, Nick Savar, David Crenning, Seitz, Adam Zendel, Cappies, Emma Glavish, and Electric Baphomet, all of whom are cool as hell and deserve a diet soda. Mm. If they like diet soda. Yeah. If not, don't do that. That'd be weird to give them a diet soda if they don't like it. Yeah. Only give people what they like. Pilots aren't allowed to drink diet soda. Why not? Because, uh, um, uh, like, the diet uh, sweetener, uh-huh. it can cause uh, uh, problems with your vision. I doubt that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. So uh, it's it's actually like aspartame is like one of the most researched foodstuffs mm. like in the world. Mm. And it's like completely safe. I've had to go over this with my mom a bunch because she <laughs> like, she's like, you're drinking diet soda. That can poison your body. I'm like, listen, let me pull up the Wikipedia <laughs> here because like. I've got, I can throw, I can show you like all of the major studies and the, all the meta studies that look at all those studies mm-hmm. and all of them say, Hey, listen, aspartame, fine. Yeah. Sucralose, fine. Basically all sugar alcohols that are still in use are fucking fine. So I'm going to do a big old fat line of aspartame. Hell yeah. Fucking boof it, brother. <laughs> Let's boof us some sugar alcohols, I'm gonna, brother. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to put it in my butthole and absorb mm-hmm. it that way. Cause it's yeah. absorbed through this. It's absorbed through the, um, bloodstream faster that way yeah so so what i like to do uh just because it like to you know let it seep out a little more is i get one of those crown royal bags because mm. it's nice and velvety oh yeah yeah and then stick it in there and shove that up my pooper <laughs> so that it absorb it, it, it passes through the crown royal bag and into your bloodstream yeah. it also gives my uh, my butthole kind of a nice purple tint to it oh yeah i mean more so than the beating it regularly <laughs> 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 i'm kidding i don't bottom <laughs> um, but I do beat up my butthole every now and again. Yeah. Every now and again. I usually yeah. use just the prostate thing now, like a vibrating prostate thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's great. We love that, don't we, folks? Yeah, sounds we fun. We do. It's very fun. <laughs> it's fun in the sun. I can't I can't always do a prostate orgasm though, because it's like a good prostate orgasm is like debilitating. <laughs> like I've I've like I've like like come standing up while having a prostate orgasm before and like passed out. <laughs> it's like one of those things where you're like, oh, this is too much play. Oh fuck. <laughs> like just a, a flood of like all these fucking chemicals to the brain, you know. There's a fire in your building. You're just trying to crawl to the. Crawl to the floor. <laughs> it's like, oh no! I'm gonna need a fucking life alert when I get older in case I have a, a too heavy of a prostate. Or help! Oh, I'm coming. I can't get up. <laughs> no, no, never mind. I can get up that way. Actually, I can prop myself up like a like a motorcycle with my dick. I guess. Please send your sexiest firefighters. <laughs> And nurses. and nurses. I swing anyway. <laughs> so, um, also, if you give $10 a month to us uh, over at patreon.com slash dummyadbs, you get access to my Plex server, The Media Dungeon, which is a streaming server on which you get uh, about 16,000 films and almost 700 shows updated daily with stuff just like everything Martin Scorsese's ever made. Oh, hells yeah. Everything Paul Schrader has ever made. Mm. Let me tell you, I watched, uh, I don't know if you're that familiar with Paul Schrader. Mm. He's, you know, the guy who wrote like Taxi Drive. Mm -hmm. Raging Bull. So he's uh, done a lot of stuff with Martin Scorsese, but he's done a lot of stuff on his own. I think most notably, one of his first films, um, Blue Collar, Mm. uh, starring... um Richard Pryor and Harvey Keitel. <laughs> it fucking rules, dude. 
it rules. It has crazy good politics. It's it's basically like three guys who are fucked over by both the union and the government decide to like uh, rob the union. <laughs> it's super interesting. It's it's a great movie. He also did uh, Hardcore. Yeah, Hardcore Rocks. Yeah, Hardcore Rocks. Yeah, yeah. I love uh, that. <laughs> Just because like the, the George C. George, uh, but, uh, George C. Scott Fucking and Patton. Yeah. And, and Paul Schrader got, got into it on that Oh, film. did they? I didn't yeah. know that. Like, uh, uh, at one point, uh, George C. Scott refused to continue on with the movie unless Paul Schrader promised he would never make another film again. <laughs> and, <laughs> and fucking jokes on him. Fucking uh, George C. Scott is dead. Paul Schrader's been making <laughs> films every year. He fucking won, yeah. a, I think, best film a few years ago for, I don't know, the, that religious film. Mm. What was that one? The I forget. Oh, uh, the one with the, 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 the bomb vest? I don't think that's the one. No. Uh, anyway, so um, also I got everything Joe Dante's ever made. I oh, hell Joe Dante. So a bunch of a bunch of Robert Picardo up in there. Yeah, I love Joe Dante. Hell yeah! Like uh, Gremlins Two is legitimately one of my favorite movies of all time. It's amazing, and like <laughs> it, it is a deep like cultural commentary on like consumerism. Yeah, and like. Basically, like it's genius. It's a genius. It, film. it, it is just absolutely genius. Like <laughs> it, it has so many levels of entertainment to it, and like more than anything, like the film does have a few faults here and there. It's but it's like just because like Joe Dante very much didn't want to do it, mm-hmm. and they just like pushed a bunch of money at him, and they're like, "You have to do this," and he's like, "Okay, but I'm gonna do whatever I want," and they're like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Okay," <laughs> and so basically he made like a film lampooning his production company yeah and it's amazing it's really good it's I really mean, amazing the wachowskis kind of did that also with like alien uh matrix 4 but yeah but it like didn't it, as, it didn't do it quite as well it was a little more ham-fisted it was especially. very ham-fisted, and it was oh. also just like not fun to watch that that was the thing it's like <laughs> i can excuse a lot of things in entertainment if yeah. it's just like fun like yeah like star trek first contact yeah you know if you really dig deep into the film like I don't think it's a great representation of like the crew in their values and Star Trek values in general, especially yeah. like Picard is like doing fucked up stuff. Picard legitimately like murders a man. Yeah. And there's oh, yeah. that. And, and like, eh. um, <laughs> like one of his crew members who's like, you know, being Help me. And he's no. like, <laughs> it was too late for him. I'm like, no, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't. <laughs> um, That's going to be interesting. If he still has that kind of like thought, now, considering the events of this oh, last episode, I hope he blows away Sydney LaForge. <laughs> Kill them all! Kill them all! Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, once again, that's Patreon.com/slash/DumbIdiotBS. Patreon.com/slash/DumbIdiotBS. That's dumb idiot in the letters BS, which stand for bullshit, but also stand for Bible sword, mm. which is not a coincidence. Just like uh, Bible Man has. I think Bible Man has a Bible sword. Is that what he calls his dick? Yeah, probably. Bible Man! (laughs) I saw Bible Man live up in Anchorage, Alaska. He has a sword, right? I'm not just imagining that. No, I don't think he really uses a sword. He pretty much just, I think he uses his hands in the Bible. Oh, damn it. Uh, You know, just like my dominatrix. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm going through it! Once again, I don't bottom! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, um, um, I guess we have to do this. We're legally obligated oh, at this point. Bible man does have a sword. Oh, does he? Yep. Oh. Yes, he. 
Oh, that's right. He has a lightsaber. Yeah, he has, he a, has lightsaber. a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. It's a Bible <laughs> saber. I totally forgot. So yeah, I guess technically he does have a sword. Yeah, that's right. I totally forgot. That's stupid. He didn't, I don't think he had one live though. I oh, think yeah, he, I mean, they, they yeah. could do the special effects in real life no, and, no, and, and was, in person. Although like the, it was it, it was like a crowd of like I mean it was like in the only mega church in Alaska at the time. There might be wow. more now, but it was was like, the actual Bible man or was it just someone pretending or is someone? No, it wasn't. It wasn't the the actual guy. It was like a touring company, and it was was it was mm-hmm. one of those things where they like had uh it was all pre-recorded and so like no one was mic'd up or anything that's and, awesome yeah and they just like lip, lip yeah willie synced. ames that's right. yeah yeah it was not him uh-huh. yeah because he was actually kind of famous back in the day yeah, what was he I, on uh he was on some show or something uh, charles in charge there you go Eight charles and yep, yep. zapped mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's cool that rocks uh we, we love when you like take the career turn of just being in christian media right also, according to NMVB database, there is no end date for Bible Man. It says it, the the end date is open. It says 1995 to blank. The never ending Bible. It's implying that Bible Man is still made. <clears throat> That's sick as hell, dog. Even though the last episode was in 2010. Well, that means we just got to take the mantle, dog. Take the mantle of Bible Man. Take the crown. Take the throne. <laughs> Watch the throne, dog. All right. Um. Pat, what we what we do this week? What we watch? Uh, we watched season three, episode nine of of Star Trek: Picard. Vox. Here we are again, Patrick. Yeah. Episode nine, season three, Star Trek Picard. Episode's titled Vox. Mm. Mm-hmm. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one was uh, written by Sean Tretta and Killy Ross- Rossiter. So uh, Tretta wrote for Mines MC and 12 Monkeys. Mm. He's got a fairly, you know, uh, he's actually worked on some pretty big shows. Yeah. Uh, so he probably came in with like a Kiva Goldsman team. And then we got uh, Kelly Rossiter, who's a staff writer and story editor for this season, uh, who actually really doesn't have any credits except for this. So uh, mm. congratulations on uh, getting one of your first big uh, writing credits. Yeah. And, and this episode. And killing yeah. your career for the rest of your life. Dude, like, I, I don't know if it's possible because the guy who wrote, in my opinion, like the worst episode of Star Trek ever, which was uh, season two, episode nine mm. of Picard. Uh, he wrote uh, episode eight on this season, but I guess they produced him back to back, so mm. so they didn't know any better. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They, <laughs> I don't know. Like who knows where this went wrong? I, I, yeah, like there there had to have been a lot of balls dropped, and yeah, but not not enough balls dropping. They yeah. Not the, no one's going, going through, through puberty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> written by a bunch of eunuchs. It is, it is interesting, like, how strong the first four episodes of this season were. I thought I was wrong. I thought it was proven wrong. I thought all my fears about this. Dude, I thought I was going to have to fucking watch Young Sheldon and review it. Yeah. 
Like, and do do what I do and, like, spend time on it. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, I, can't, I can't take on a project and not, like, be kind of thorough about it. Mm-hmm. And so I was fearing that. I, I was, like, looking down the barrel of dedicating, like, probably 50 to 100 hours of my life to young Sheldon. Yeah. And, but thankfully we were correct. Our, our assessment was correct. Like Picard was just going to shit the bed. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I called it because like <laughs> history often repeats itself. Yeah. And something, something a lot of people, it's it, wild to me, wild to me. The internet generally agrees Star Trek Picard season two, not very good. Yeah. Terry Metalis was one of the two showrunners for that entire season. Mm. And one of the two showrunners for this entire season too. Mm. Akiva Goldsman also connected to that. Akiva Goldsman is also one half of the showrunning team to Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which tells me maybe Akiva Goldsman isn't necessarily what makes one of these shows quality. Yeah. You know, he probably just adds the production sheen to it that it has, because mm-hmm. it has good, all of these shows have good production. Yeah, they all seem pretty consistent over, over the series. Yeah, yeah, they all look, I mean, none of them have such a drastic difference as like, like Voyager always looks so much cheaper to me than TNG yeah. and DS9. Yeah. And part of it was UPN always had the cheapest like uh, fucking uh, transmitters wherever you were mm. because UPN was an up and coming company in the 90s, didn't have a lot of money. Mm. And so the signal always came in dog shit unless you lived near the fucking transmission site compared to the other channels yeah, at least. Yeah, UPN was one of the channels that I got where it kind of was kind of snowy sometimes. It, no, exactly. And yeah. that was like the same for everybody. So what? Do you want to watch like uh, in syndication DS9 that's on, like, you know, Channel 2. Yeah. Like, or, like, you know, NBC or whatever mm-hmm. at the time, which has, like, crystal clear signal. Mm-hmm. Or you want to watch fucking Voyager, which has, you know, around the same entertainment value just on a fucking dog shit <laughs> transmission, you know? Mm-hmm. And it makes a big difference. Oh, yeah. And it's also one of the reasons a lot of people say that, like, Enterprise failed because it was just on UPN instead of syndication. Yeah. So it really didn't have any, like, big avenues in Europe for syndication or anything because Star Trek's always been big in Europe. Yeah. You know? And so, like, if you can't syndicate one of your shows out there, that's taking away a big piece of your audience and a big piece of, like, fandom and merch sales and shit. Are you think, like, the new Trek, like, uh, like Discovery and stuff. Do you mm-hmm. think that's as popular over in Europe as as like as uh, TNG, DS9, and Voyager were? I don't know because I mean, like um, looking at like pictures from like uh, Star Trek Germany, which happens every year, mm-hmm. it seem they seem to be pretty popular. I think mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I don't know to be honest. Yeah. Um, I can tell you we get we get a lot of listenership in Spain. Interesting. Yeah, we're actually in like the top fifty TV review podcast in spain oh, hells yeah i guess as of like last week oh my brother went to spain like two years ago oh he probably helped yeah he said, <laughs> said it's a beautiful country so to all the people in spain we love you yeah uh if you're in spain hope you feel no pain unless no- you know you're into that kind of thing i hope you said hi to my brother and we're nice to him because he said everyone was nice <laughs> cool cool anyway so <laughs> This uh, this episode was directed, as is the next one, by Terry Metalis. Uh, Motless Prime. Gross. This episode feels like a motless crime to me. It is a motless crime. 
So we open on the lines, nothing is more elusive than a door the mind doesn't wish to open. You know what? I got to give them credit. Mm -hmm. They didn't use uh, the Paint It Black song. Yet. Yet. I mean, I think they they kind of went through the door thing. Like, unless unless the Paint It Black could appear. At the very, very end. If they do it at the very, very end, I told you, I'm going to break my television. Like, it's going to be like, be like Jack having like a psychic war with the board queen and he's like i'm gonna close the door on you and then like takes that door and the door turns black and then he closes it it's gonna be something stupid like that i bet you and she's like no and be banished (laughs) calling it now (laughs) i I, yeah i feel like the only way this can end is the exact way it ended with gerardi basically uh oh yeah like they merge into a single being yeah yeah, either that or like jack like overcomes the borg and like changes their mind or like breaks with them because he's so noble i don't fucking know man Mm. yeah i don't know but i feel like it did the change the mind the last one but i wouldn't doubt it just them reusing it because i mean they've used the borg basically every every fucking season of Picard so far. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have like, yeah. I mean the, the first one, they didn't so much use it cause they had the artifact and like, yeah, I mean the Borg were part of it mm-hmm. and like part of the lore, but like, you know, they weren't the big bad or anything. No, they weren't the big, big bad, bad was like the Romulans and, and also the, and the space tentacles. Sp- yeah, um, no, th- those were good. Space tentacles? Yeah, because they were going to kill all the humans. Oh, and then, that's right. And uh, prevent uh, season two and three of Picard from happening. Can you imagine if they were successful? Oh, my God. Please. That would have been pretty cool. Oh, geez. You know, yeah. And also, you know what? I'm going to call it Dark Horse. I bet I bet he's still in the Nexus. But we're going to wake up from the Nexus. Maybe undo it. That's the only way to save this. D- no, straight up. <laughs> if, if, if it's all in Nexus and you've been right this entire time since we did the fucking review of Star Trek Generations, yeah. uh, I will go ahead and recommit <laughs> to, to, to Young, Young Sheldon. Sheldon. Yeah, that's the, you, heard, you heard it now. If we see, if we go and see it, we're going to go see it in the IMAX. Oh, God. Like, I, it... I guess you're right. We're going to go. So I got us tickets. I was like one of the f- the gentle few that was able to get tickets mm-hmm. to the IMAX showing of um, of the, the, the season finale of Picard. And then they have a, a Q&A afterwards. It's live and we can ask questions. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um. Terry Metalis. Will you kill yourself? <laughs> <laughs> or Terry Metalis. The question is, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. All for you, Metalis. All for you. And then we jump. And then but we Dwyer myself all over the IMAX screen. <laughs> Sick. All right. I guess we have to now. Yep. <laughs> so that's going to be fun. But, uh,. Yeah, we're going to go see that live. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We're going to go out into public and watch that. <sighs> I'm going to go like as early as I can, and I'm actually going to try to like advertise Soy Trek, give out mm. some merch and stuff. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Nice. Just hang out outside for the people coming super early. I'll be like, hey, you here for Picard? Here, take one of these. Hand them like a Soy Trek magnet and maybe a pin or two. Hmm. Or make us some business. Uh, make us some business. And make us some business. Anyway, so... 
The open on the lines, nothing is more elusive than a door the mind doesn't want to open, Deanna Troy says as Jack Crusher stares down the corridor of the mind at the red door. Some old blues song playing called I Can't Stop Crying. <laughs> which, um... Same. Yeah, I mean, I watched this episode last night and I cried until I went to sleep. So. <laughs> I, I cried myself to sleep like a beaten dog. Mm-hmm. It's not good. <laughs> Hiding in the closet. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I, I spent 27 years there, brother. Never yeah. again. <laughs> Never again. Mm. So, um... Troy can sense Jack's reluctance and fear and assures him that he's safe. She points out the vines approaching the door, the red vines, uh, licorice. Ooh. Yeah, mm, mm. <laughs> I'm more of a Twizzlers man myself. I like the pollen peels. Uh, <laughs> so uh, she points out the vines approaching the door, but Jack says he has no idea what they mean. Troy tells him that all symbols have some kind of meaning and urges him to think. He's like, it's, it's my father's penis. It's big and big and viney. Big and veiny. <laughs> I'm afraid of it. Mother, protect me from father's penis. Tastes like red vine licorice. <laughs> what did you put on there, Daddy? Jack finally recalls the Crimson Arboretum on Raritan 4, a place he had visited with his mother as a child, and also recalls that he adored the song that they were hearing as well. So it's another mommy mind palace, um, and it's not like this. It's not like that universally loathed thing in the previous season at all. No mommy mind palace. No, but it's still like a weird mind <laughs> palace thing that serves no purpose. It really doesn't. No, <laughs> like, I, I mean, you know what? I think it is. I think they're. I think honestly, it might be foreshadowing or Chekhov's gunning it, and mm-hmm. it's going to be like fucking enable to defeat the Borg queen he's gonna have to think about like the most pleasant memory he has as a human mm. and so he has to think about the arboretum on Raritan oh, for yeah. with his mother or if and they Borg do he's like no not the arboretum <laughs> <laughs> and then just be banished into <laughs> yeah the Borg queen is like not the trees not the trees not, not the trees, the, trees. Oh, the, fl- the falling rose petals no these deciduous forests <laughs> How dare you? I'm defeated, easily defeated by this. <laughs> I hate the fall. I hate the forest. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, Legends of the Fall. Legends of the Fall. He's gonna fight a bear at the. Uh, the gonna fight a bear at the end and die. Yeah, well, but not like you know, one at a gay bar. He's gonna call him the f word <laughs> and he's gonna get his ass beat. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's going to end in the blue oyster. <laughs> it's it's going to do, do the crossover with with uh, the police academy. Proctor, <laughs> Lieutenant Proctor. He's going to step into his mind palace since the blue oyster. <laughs> Tur- like, oh. Turns out the blue oyster is where Picard was stabbed through the heart. <laughs> yeah. He walks in like the music stops and all the gay guys turn. Start slow dancing with one of them. <laughs> Go watch Police Academy, folks. Uh, it's bad. Yeah, it's it's objectively even worse than this. Mm-hmm. But it in in a way, it's much better. Oh, I mean, it, I, it, knows, it, it knows it's dumb. It's allowed to be silly. Also, I'd rewatch um, Police Academy. Uh, I rewatched all of them last year. <laughs> yeah, phenomenal. I mean, yeah. like. After three, there's one that stars uh, Rene Abergenois, Odo. Yeah, he's the he's the villain in five, uh, Mission to Miami Beach. You know, and that's the thing. Like, we're probably going to rewatch 
this episode when we see the IMAX thing. Well, we have to. Yeah. I mean, we can't get seats unless we, like, yeah, sit we there to, and watch it. Yeah, really. so we're, we're going to be forced to rewatch this episode. In IMAX. In IMAX. Loud. <laughs> Loud. Loudly. We're, we're going to be forced to rewatch this episode, but more so. Yes. <laughs> Which I'm not looking forward to at all. <laughs> I, I just want to be in the back like, no! Nah! <laughs> I, I want to be like that 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 uh, that that fucking lady that you know the the, the Trump lady. No! Yeah. No! <laughs> yeah. Um. So Troy warns Jack not to get lost in his memory and to stay with her. He recalls the song being less music and more of a memory to him, and a code of sorts passed from his parents down to him. Like Steely Dan is from my parents, <laughs> frankly. Yeah. Um, so, is it also weird to anybody else that Picard has suddenly taken interest in like the blues? Yeah, it's very weird because he's ne- he was never into the blues on TNG. No, it's like the only music he ever liked was classical music well, and like sh- and feel, show tunes. He likes show that's tunes. That's because too. I feel this Picard is more influenced by. Patrick Stewart himself. Oh, you're right. Yeah. It, 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 it's once it, it, he's the Picard that Patrick Stewart wants him to be, which is like a cool guy that hangs out in dive bars, listens to the blues, uh, and, listens to the Fallout Three soundtrack a bunch. Yeah, he listens to the blues and he mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he's cool and and he never backs down. He, you know, he likes to go face first into fighting and stuff like that. And you know, not yeah. you know, not the Picard. A, su- a super like sem- sentimental badass. Yeah, uh, I wear a leather jacket and I'm in touch with my feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, guy. <laughs> cool, <Yeah>. cool, <laughs> nice. That's why I, 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 I can be in this bar as much as anybody else. <laughs> Buck, Bucko, Jack. <laughs> um, so Jack remembers seeing thousands of flowers at the arboretum, all of them different on the outside, but beneath the soil, all were connected by the vines. The red vines, the licorice. Mm-hmm. It was a licorice flower. You have to eat your way out, Jack. Eat your way out. <laughs> I can't. They're disgusting. I paid for this escape room, and you're doing it, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> so he admits he the did. clues and the licorice. <laughs> Uh, so he admits he did not find the idea comforting, but still right and true, purposeful and perfect. As they speak, the music slows down and the corridor grows dark. <laughs> So uh, Troy is sitting there in the counselor's office aboard the USS Titan A, holding Jack's hands, uh, deep in concentration, and uh, doing something of a mind meld with him, but not really. Just going into his mind palace and exploring. So outwardly, Jack looks haunted, while inside his mind, his expression has turned hard. Uh, Troy asks if Jack seeks to make such connections like the vines do, and he admits that he wants to make many connections. Okay, this is beginning to get telegraphed. And I wrote in my notes, okay, this is getting telegraphed. Fuck no. Not this. Please no. Uh, but they didn't listen to my notes, so no. point, apparently. If he's like, I'm looking to make connections, and Sydney, Afor- Sydney LaForge appears. He's like, yeah. <laughs> You're just like, I'm looking to make many connections. Have you heard of this grind app? <laughs> yeah. I've gotten my dick sucked many times. My God, Jack has plugged his brain directly into Grinder. <laughs> he, can, he controls all the twings. He controls all the twings. <laughs> so the voices, foremost among them, his mother's, come from uh, inside the door. 
And Troy tells him that the truth lies beyond it and asks if he would like her to open it, again assuring him that no matter what, what is behind it, he will not be alone. Jack agrees, and so Troy slowly makes her way down the corridor and to the door. She opens it inside Jack's mind. In reality, she suddenly awakens, stunned by what's behind the door. She uh, she apologizes and she's like, "I I Jack Yeah, she she starts to do a. <laughs> yeah, she starts a she starts a vocal doo-wop group, and uh, that's going to be the last two episodes. It's pretty sick, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's when this episode completely turned around. We're like, all right, yeah, yeah. no, they actually had done that. Well, I've been like, okay, yeah, it's uh, the world's first. Uh, <laughs> she opens the door. That's what's behind it. Ba 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 she opens the door and there's just a singular voice. Hello, baby. Chantilly Lays. Chantilly, what's Chantilly Lays? I mean, I guess it's supposed to be a name. I think it's just like the little, like, like kind of like a doily. Doily. Yeah. That's a thing you never hear anymore. No. Um, so the voices, uh, now we already got that. So, um, Troy stammers out an apology. He goes, blah, 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 uh, <laughs> and makes her way out of the corridor to sick bay where Picard and Beverly Crusher look up, uh, at her face and are like, yo, what the fuck has happened? Mm-hmm. So behind the red door in Jack's mind, you know what Troy's seen? Guess what it is. You ready for the big reveal? What is it? What is it? Oh, we already revealed it. It's a board cube. Yeah, it's the board. It's a board cube. Cool. <laughs> Come. Come. So, I like how she also, also immediately leaves. You, you, you would think that that this is like a private counseling like session. Yeah, and that's she true. She immediately goes and tells everybody, like, "Yeah, we got the Borg." <laughs> yeah, yo, that white boy fucked up. <laughs> Man, I just saw inside his mind. You don't want to go there. Uh, what happened to? Uh, you know, uh, doctor, patient, yeah, confidential. Yeah. I ain't no doctor. <laughs> Do you think I have a degree? What the oh, fuck? oh, you thought I was a doctor. I'm half. I'm literally <laughs> my qualifications are I'm half of my mom. <laughs> yeah, I'm half of my mom. That's my qualification for the fucking job. Like, <laughs> I you should have hired my mom. <laughs> I went to DeVry University. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyone here heard of ITT Tech? <laughs> yeah. It was a credit. No, it wasn't. No, no, no. it wasn't. No. <laughs> um, I went to I went to a lot of really good session uh, like uh, uh, retreats, mm-hmm. yoga retreats, and that's mm-hmm. where my qualifications are from. I'm qualified from experience. Hell yeah, <laughs> lived experience. Lived experience. <sighs> Picard and Beverly are stunned at the revelation, and no, none of the viewers are. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, I know. I was, like, Absolutely I that, zero people. This is the point where you handed me the plate of food. Yeah, I was like, yeah. No! <laughs> yeah, you you did a. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But like you, you startled me at first because I thought I had like left a plate in the oven and then just handed it to you yeah. and like like your hand had burned off or so. You your your reaction was much more visceral than me. Like I I like I think I sighed and then yawned and then I like paused it and went and took my sleepy time medication because I'm like, I've had enough of uh, being conscious for today. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, this is a little too much reality for yeah. me. I've like, <laughs> I spend a lot of my time like caring about this franchise, and this is what I'm caring about. Yeah, I I think because of today, I was just like thinking, like you know, it can't be the Borg. It can't be the Borg. No, it's it's too obvious and like simultaneously too obvious and too not obvious because it's too dumb and they've done it too many times. Yeah, it was literally the big bad of last season. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I I just don't get it. Yeah, I just don't get it. Yeah, I, don't, I don't get how they can keep doing it. It's like if the <laughs> Borg are always the threat, the Borg are never the threat. Yeah. Because they can dispatch them so easily. Yeah. They've always had not a big problem. It's like the Borg have three times now, four times now, been a universe-ending threat. And each time, Picard and his crew specifically, except for one time with Janeway, mm. dispatch them with ease. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That was the whole finale of Voyager. Like, like Janeway just fucking up the Borg for all time. Yeah. <laughs> and and you think, and, and Terry Metalis thinks, th- in, in quotation marks, thinks, lies, mm. about the Borg still licking their wounds in the Delta Quadrant. You know, that was a good, like, uh, 20, 24 years ago at this point, which I guess makes sense why Jack Crusher is 23, mm. because that's the only way they could really fit this in. Yeah. But if the Borg had been colluding with the changelings they would have had to have like planned him being born and known about him all along basically mm. yeah. but how could they have planned him being born when they implanted picard when he was locutus so they basically ha- had like a stopgap measure just in case their locutus plan failed even though locu- the locutus plan was like foolproof basically yeah like the the only reason the borg lost that was like you know first big dick Riker. yeah obviously yeah um no that's it that's just the only reason they won Riker big dick yeah so how long well <laughs> you think the, i think the borg probably just like set this in motion mm-hmm yeah, what if he just never had kids? <laughs> right, and, that, and that's the thing. is like they have this like long-standing plan that is contingent on so many things happening. Yeah. And also, yeah. if they had been planning this since around when he had this kid, they've had 23 years now to get this child mm-hmm. at some point. Oh, yeah. And they just, they just, they're like, oh, we need, oh, oh, oh shit. The, the week before Frontier Day, they're like, <laughs> fuck, 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 Oh, that's the most important part of the plan. Oh, my God. We forgot the cake. Like, this, so the Borg Queen, if the Borg Queen's a lot Christ. of things, and unfortunately being. Not a good planner. Yeah, not a good planner. And she procrastinates a lot. Um, you know, she waits. She, she's you know, the kind of boy that waits to do the paper the night it's, of. It's the Borg Yas Queen. She's <laughs> got ADHD. Yeah, she you know, ADHD. She's, a, she's a BPD ADHD queen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's just like, oh my god, and I, I gotta do this night now. Oh my god, ah. but yeah, like, oh my it, god, oh my god. So Data never calls Picard or Locutus, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> never calls. I want them back. Yeah, you think like because from the beginning, I think by you know second episode, it showed how the changelings like had had found jack by himself remember like they were taking the pu- they take they took the form of the defenders rangers mm-hmm. right and right. they had they had jack alone mm-hmm. could easily take him then right why not 
why does a lot of things happen in this? <laughs> like, and we're go- you know, and we'll cover one big stupid thing that happens later, but it's just like, uh, you know, like everyone's stupid. Everyone makes decisions that don't make sense. Yeah, and chiefly, like, I mean, and it it, it not only. <laughs> It makes everyone look stupid in the present, but it makes everyone in the past look really stupid. Mm-hmm. And it just like it shits all over not only Starfleet now, but Starfleet in the past when, you know, the stuff I actually have nostalgia for and like the stuff I still like because Starfleet was idyllic. But now they're, you know, saying, no, 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 by the way, they're fucked up and dumb then too. And I'm like, yeah, what's what's the point? What's the, it's just like a, a franchise shitting on itself and <laughs> criticizing itself for the things it should be criticized the least about yeah. and setting up things that it should be criticized about and never discussing them. Yeah. And, and, and that was always the point I feel of, of Star Trek because it does envision humanity that gets to a point where it eliminates a lot of like, like these problems mm-hmm. that appear that are now just constantly being appearing, appearing in Starfleet mm-hmm. and start and, and Starfleet itself and among the people themselves. And so <clears throat> And and I, I feel like kind of defeats the purpose and just like the utopia and just a feel good f- show that you watched because <laughs> like, um, it's definitely like because I feel like Star Trek you know especially the golden years of Trek is just like like the show you watch when you're depressed and want to feel better yeah because it's like it's uplifting yeah and, and and like especially considering how like grim and awful our existence is now yes <laughs> like I don't want to see that reflected necessarily I want to see it yeah. maybe like you know, somehow satirized or like, you know, commented on, but commented I, I, on, but the, and then like, and then like, there's it shows like a better way through, right? And, and so that's the thing is like, <laughs> I don't understand what the fuck they're trying to comment on here. Yeah, like it's 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 sci-fi without a purpose and without a reflection. Yeah, and it, all it is is it's reflecting all of the writing that's been done before it, but poorly. And it's just been like, hey, here's all the characters and all the, the alien races you knew before, but we're not making any kind of sociopolitical commentary no. whatsoever. No. Nothing like that. It's, no, it's, we, it's, 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 the, it's a fucking, it's centrist Star Trek. You know, people, the, you know, the, the whole thing, Star Trek's too woke. Star Trek is not nearly as woke as it used to be. No, it's not. If you want to use woke as like uh, just a stand in for the word like liberal, yeah. like Starfleet, you know, Star Star Trek in general used to be a lot more liberal and just a lot more leftist in general. Yeah. And like it used There's to be DS9. Yeah. And it used to be just like philosophical and like, you know, like war philosophy and stuff. Yeah. Super interesting stuff. And like, you know, sometimes heroes would do some fucked up shit, you know, like yeah, uh, commentary on humanity. And yeah. Else, yeah. yeah co- commentary on like, you know, in like uh, fucking I'm, I'm every you should be willing to admit like. There's some people who had some fucking crazy arcs, like uh, like O'Brien is yeah. a racist. In the yeah. beginning of DS9, O'Brien is a racist, yeah. 100%, and it sucks. Yeah. And he does some fucked up shit. He does a war crime against the Jem'Hadar. Yeah. And it's like, we should be able to <laughs> criticize that. He's still one of my favorite characters of all time, because yeah. he's played so well. And like it makes clear those times, is either he has a dialogue about it with someone, to where that person's like, this is wrong, you can't do that. And he's like, yeah, but it's what I feel is right. And so mm. it's, you know, you get two sides of an argument, which makes it an ethical dilemma. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's the thing they don't they don't do anymore. And yeah, it's there just is, like there is two no, people agreeing that like what they're doing is right when what they're doing is clearly wrong. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, there is no ethical dilemma when obviously like the people that you're 
that that are constantly being shown as villains are the uh, obviously villainous. Like mm-hmm. there's so mustache twirly, they don't they shouldn't actually exist. Like you know, just like you know, Vatic, and then now the mm-hmm. Borg Queen again. You know, mm-hmm. just being like, I want to destroy everything. <laughs> and it's just like, all right. <laughs> so, yep. But yeah, we're just we just gotta we just gotta shoot the lasers at it and win the day again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So, Picard and Beverly are stunned by this revelation. The Borg, oh, they're real stunned. Yeah, they're the only ones. <laughs> uh, they protest it as impossible. At this point, like, how are they not? Like, I feel like, I feel like a good response that um, that Picard and Beverly should have had was just like, again, yeah, <laughs> just be like, come on, or or Picard just like looking down and being like, oh, fuck, somehow, like somehow. The Borg have returned. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait, how, how long was I Borg? I had so much Borg cum. I put so much Borg cum in a lot of places. I don't know where it is. Jack might not be the only one. You know, that is, um, yeah. And the thing, that's the thing. This was the Borg's plan. The Borg somehow knew that this was going to happen and spent like, or they, did they somehow figure out that Jack was this missing link to them or whatever? Fucking like just now. 23 years after he was born? <laughs> Did they just figure that out? Yeah. Right yeah. before fucking Federation Day? That's just a perfect day to do this fucking plan? Dude. Uh, anyway, so... <clears throat> um, Jack has never been assimilated by the Borg, uh, they reason, nor are there nanoprobes in his system, nor any transceivers or receivers. Troy assures them that while her gifts are not perfect... There was no mistaking the Borg influence. Beverly knows from biology that communication does not always require words, like with a flock of birds turning in unison, or the architecture of an ant hive or a bee colony. Whatever. (laughs) Transceivers and receivers are sometimes organic, and so too must the technology be inside Jack. He's an organic Borg! Hmm. Picard is I guess kind of like you know it's it, you think also they would want the the synth technology because I feel like that would be I feel like synth would be like the ultimate like end. automaton yeah the, in the, the end for the Borg why like, don't the Borg have drone they don't need organic life why are they so obsessed with being organic yeah, they don't need organic life to I feel, carry. I feel they should just like they, what they should have been doing is absor- like, in, like they should have uh, been after Soong the entire time. Yeah, like like assimilate the synth technology in that way. That's yeah, like that's the that's the that's the ultimate version of the, what they want to be. Especially since the the Borg Queen took such an interest in data. Yeah, and so they never care to look into the technology at all. Go yeah. after any of the Soongs? No. They fucking, they had control of the Enterprise. They uploaded its entire database into their systems. They know who Soong is. Yeah. And what he's done. Mm-hmm. And what his entire family has always done. <laughs> and they never thought to maybe go after a Soong, get his technology. No. Build a positronic army that's literally unstoppable. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Instead, we want, uh, we're going to make organic Borg. So or borg, borg, borganic. <laughs> Picard is adamant that the only thing he passed to Jack was aromatic syndrome, but Beverly now realizes he never actually had aromatic syndrome. 
which is why Alton Soong had kept his body at Daystrom Station. And I hate that because... That's the dumbest... Why didn't he destroy his body? Yeah. Why didn't he destroy his body? He's like, oh, here's the thing... You know, here's the thing that, like, someone could weaponize. Here's the thing, the, uh, the fucking Borg technology that could, you know, potentially be used to end the fucking world for everyone but the Borg. Mm -hmm. No, let's fucking keep it over here. Let's keep it at the very poorly guarded station. <laughs> yeah, let's keep it at poor, poorly guarded station. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that makes total sense. The, the station guarded by the AI they don't understand. That's cool. So somehow, my God damn it, I fucking hate this man. <laughs> so somehow he discovered and some and Vatic somehow knew that Picard had passed something to Jack, something left over from when he had been assimilated into Locutus. How? I, I need to know how. Yeah. There are so many things that could need to happen for like the board queen to find out about this. How? Like, because she, 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 she always just feel it? Like, because I kind of feel like that was kind of just maybe just built into him from the beginning. Like, if, if she could always feel it, I mean, why'd she even go through with the shit from the last season? They had a plan. They had a plan. They have to have been planning this for longer than since the last season, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And the Borg Queen tried to take over everything by, by going back in time last season. I guess it was technically a Borg queen from another dimension. It was from, like, the, the Hitler dimension. Oh. Was it? Yeah, I think that, that was the Borg queen from the Hitler dimension. Huh. Oh, the past in the Hitler dimension. Yeah. Okay. Um. Fine. Whatever. Yeah, I guess that's... Why are there Borg in different dimensions? Uh... Well, like, I don't uh, know, man. <laughs> like, because the Borg, like, can cross through, like, transwarp conduits, which is, like, dimensional travel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't like, know, man. Alex, I think Alex kind of explained it was, like, um, like, that was, like, that Borg, that Borg queen from that timeline when, you know, when the timeline got fucked up. But, but still, she's able to communicate with other Borg queens from other timelines. Mm hmm. Then what? Then if she could, then why didn't that board queen get told from this this the prime timeline that Be, because the Borg are just very convenient. Yeah. They're as powerful and as omniscient as they need to be. Yeah. Until it's like, oh no, they need to be weak and dumb. Yeah, they need to be weak and dumb. So let's make them weak and dumb. Yeah. So Gerardi, uh, this fucking this lady who murdered her boyfriend in the first season is going to somehow convince this this race of things to be benevolent? Yeah. This very non-benevolent lady who is, <laughs> in fact, a murderer and a psychopath? <laughs> who killed her ex-boyfriend in cold blood? She was redeemed. No, she was not. <laughs> they, they, they had, like, two lines about it. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I killed my boyfriend. Oopsie, oopsie. Well, he didn't deserve it, but oops. Well, he kind of did. He was Bruce Maddox. So what? <laughs> he was like he was he was a key to what fucking Soong was doing still, and like she killed him and complicated a lot of things and yeah. potentially got a lot of more people killed. That's true. So I don't know. I don't know, man. <sighs> yeah. And also, Data only existed because of Maddox too. Remember, he was the the Pause Matrix or whatever guy. So he's the guy who like kept data around and mapped him and was kind no, of the key true. to the whole thing. That's true. Yeah. 
So I don't know. <laughs> maybe don't just extrajudicially murder people. Yeah, maybe. And let your heroes do it, and then be like, "No, it wasn't that big of a dilemma or anything. They're they're good. They're a good guy, by the way." I, that's why. I, that, Forget that, about that. Forget that, about the murder. That's why I was like, when they did that, I was like, "Oh, I guess we're not going to have Girardi around anymore because I guess she's a bad guy." <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like, that's what bad guys do. But instead, like, she just gets cutesy, and like, yeah. she's still like the cutesy comic relief. Yeah, yeah. And and then like, what's going to be the love interest for? Um, Rios. For Rios. Rios. And they're like, well, the, yeah, because they had sex after she killed her boyfriend, right? Yeah. That's right. That was super weird. Yeah. And that was it, fucked up, man. And then they. And then Whoa, like, what the fuck, man? And then they gave up on that for, for whatever reason. And because just, they were like, yeah, test audiences don't like this. When, in truth, <laughs> test audiences just don't like Picard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is like, not good. Huh, huh, the line's going down. How do you make line go up? <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, and then now the line's just going all the way down to hell. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so, Beverly thinks that they should tell Jack, but Picard, blaming himself as the cause for Jack's problems, because you are, chooses to take that responsibility on himself. However, Troy stops them short when she points out that there are protocols that they need to follow now. Vatic had been looking for a weapon to use against humanity, and that weapon was Jack. They had seen how he could control others' minds. Troy apologetically tells them their son is now dangerous. <laughs> um, D -d dangerous. Yeah. So Jack is pacing furiously in his quarters when the door chimes. And you know what he says? Who the fuck is it? Come. <laughs> Come. Um, so he actually doesn't say that. <laughs> tells him to come in um and guess who it is old daddy picard old daddy picard so jack immediately demands to know what troy saw before uh raging that he is not um allowing any goddamn betazoid near him again damn wow race as much yeah right it's like they smell different like whoa what dude <laughs> <laughs> Um, so everybody has their secrets that they're entitled to, he says, uh, not to be put out on psychic display as his had been. And he feels Troy had no right, former Starfleet counselor or not. Like, what do you, what do you mean you asked for this? You literally asked for her to like help you figure out what's going on. You're like, you're, this is like going into therapy and like being like, what are you, some kind of fucking head shrinker? What the fuck are you <laughs> trying to get in my head? Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's her job. Yeah. That's what you asked for. <laughs> Did you yeah. not watch the last episode? It you was know the, what I do. It was the, literally the very end of the last episode. He consented to all of this. I, mean, I, thought, I thought you just did massage. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> I th yeah, I thought you were a massage therapist. Maybe with a little, uh, you know, uh, happy ending. You know what I'm saying? Little, you know, uh, little, little rubmaps.com action. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're getting a bad review on my rub map. <laughs> um, so uh, he says everyone has their secrets. He didn't want to be on psychic display. When Picard tries to defend Troy, Jack screams at him to tell him what Troy saw. 
Picard now goes into a speech and says, 35 years ago, I had been assimilated by the Borg and used to do terrible things. It was the most thrilling sexual experience of my life. <laughs> I was coming the entire time. I tell you, I had at least two orgasms for every soul that died that day. <laughs> I highly recommend it. <laughs> One day, I hope that you will experience the same, son. The red vines are actually ropes. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you familiar with shabari? <laughs> <laughs> the ancient art of shabari. Shooting ropes. Shooting ropes. Like those ropes will have you shooting ropes, if you know what I mean. Big old ropey ones. You don't know you do know what daddy means, don't you? Repeat it, tell me. <laughs> Write it down. Write it down. Put it in your phone. Don't forget it. Draw a diagram. <laughs> add as much add as much detail as you possibly can. <laughs> This is a timed assignment. <laughs> so, uh, Jack already knows this, though. Oh, yeah. Jack's like, shit, I've been around the block. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I went to school in England. So, <laughs> while Picard was outwardly unscarred, he says that he had not gone unchanged. Starfleet had cleared him for duty, but later diagnosed him with what was thought to be aromatic syndrome, which had killed him. However... The illness that led to his organic death turned out to be a side effect of the real cause, something that Picard had passed on to Jack, which he calls a seed. Oh, yeah, yeah, he dropped the seed in him. Yeah, it was his seed. If you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he had he had fucking nanobots or something in his cum. Like, yeah, unequivocally, he has Borg semen, brother. <laughs> he has he has fat Borg wads. He shoots, <laughs> and that's the thing is like. Dude had to have masturbated and shot ropes elsewhere. He's leaving nanobots everywhere. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, there's probably a sentient race of Borg socks somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what happened to Spot because he was, like, just cranking it. And Spot was, like, snuck into his quarters. And then he came on Spot and I was probably like, yeah. And, like, and then he's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, Spot. Didn't see you there. And then Spot's like, meow, are Borg. Meow, are Borg. Um, so Jack wonders uh, if this makes him like a bee searching for a hive or for a queen. And Picard admits that perhaps subconsciously it does. Actually, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. This is. Yeah. Instead of being like, no, you're not that you need to overcome this. You're so much better. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably right. You probably want to go back to the Borg. Probably right. No, that assessment is 100% correct. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack uh, says he has always seen how the galaxy is imperfect with broken political systems, wars, violence, bigotry, poverty. The things that like supposedly the federation doesn't have really yeah it's like what do, i mean maybe you should shouldn't be living outside of the federation dude <laughs> like they i think they got rid of that stuff yeah or at least they supposedly. said they did yeah in tng what this whole thing is based off of mm -hmm. at least so so we wondered uh, if it could be different if everyone could think with one mind and speak with one voice perhaps a little cybernetic authority Terrianism was the answer, he says, which <laughs> at this point is like, come on. Come on now. Like, 
I mean, the, the politics behind this. So it's obviously like anti-communist, anti-communalist in any sort of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, anti-authoritarianism, which I, I agree with, you know, to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> But at the same time, it's like they rely on exceptionalism and personal individualism and personal individuals being totally correct over a totally incorrect government. Yeah. Which... Um, it's libertarianism. It's yeah. a libertarian <laughs> program is what this is. This is very, it's a Gadsden. If Star Trek was a Gadsden flag, that's what Star Trek Picard season three is. <laughs> Don't tread on Picard. Don't tread on Picard. God damn it. They've been trying to vaccinate my cum. I'm keeping my goddamn Borg cum. <laughs> keeping my Borg cum. Man. My unvaccinated Borg semen is worth more than your life. <laughs> There's a market for it. There's a market. Haven't for you this. ever heard of Gitter? There's a market for this gum. Um. So, but at the same time, Jack says the Borg don't feel and don't care, and he does. So, how does that factor in? Picard can only say that they have to take precautions, and then some guards appear at the door. So, they let they let Picard back into Starfleet with with Borg still in him. Yeah, which makes the Starfleet doctors back then look absolutely incompetent. <laughs> absolutely incompetent. Yeah, they somehow did not like they some they only just now got this technology to detect his Borg sperm. Now, well, not not Borg sperm, just like the Borg the DNA. Borg thing in his brain. That made his sperm pass it on, mm. which is the weird thing because they say there's no nanobots or anything. Yeah, but somehow the Borg have like changed his genetic code. Yes, um, and it changed just one part in his brain, and gave him ear. And I hate that because I always considered aromatic syndrome to be sort of like an Alzheimer's stand-in. Yeah, yeah, and, like and, and yeah, that, yeah, like commentary on aging, really. Yeah, and yeah, like. And I thought that worked for it because even it shows like you know, like despite you know, you know how great Picard is, like yeah, he's still human. Yeah, <laughs> and he's an old man. He's and succumbs to a and, great old man, but old man. Yeah, and succumbs and succumbs to normal things, and and now it's just like oh no, it is actually like this this Borg thing all along, which I thought was well, yeah, and and also somehow like like you know during this la- that last season that was all about fucking like. Uh, Q, you mm-hmm. know, and Q talked a lot about it, the aromatic syndrome and right. stuff like that. Never brought up the fact that it was Borg related. That's a great point. <laughs> huh. That's a very good point. Yeah. The, the Just like them just missing it for so long. Yeah. It, it, it's bothersome. It's dumb. But I guess also like it had to bring the aromatic syndrome back in a way because. Did it? Well, yeah, because I remember the 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 you know if, if we're going to connect these three seasons into like a coherent narrative, like that, like continuing, like the 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 first season starts off. I think the first episode starts off with Patrick. Them. Yes. Do you hear yourself speaking right now? Yes. <laughs> You're talking about putting Picard season one and two somehow framing them with Picard season three into a quote unquote. <laughs> Coherent <laughs> narrative. Well, it has to be like poetry. It rhymes. Like you know. Yeah, yes. Yeah. To... You're still you're still crazy talk here. <laughs> None of the seasons even make sense on their own individually. No, 
but I was like, but I was trying to think like, because like, what's the what's the ultimate point to any of this? And money. Yeah. Money. It's money, Patrick. <laughs> it's money, Patrick. Yes, but like I was Patrick, like, Patrick, it's money. <laughs> Patrick, it's money. <laughs> I know, but I was like, because otherwise, like, why even? Yeah. <sighs> I'm just trying. I'm trying to give it more, 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 um, more credit than it's worth. I you're think. trying to give it the benefit of the doubt, and I, yes. I appreciate that because you're, you're, you know, you're keeping a leash on me. Because uh, otherwise, I would have thrown most of my audio video equipment out <laughs> out of my sliding glass door at this point. Oh um, yeah. So thank you. You're welcome. I guess. <laughs> Keep this dog on a leash. Bark, bark. <laughs> um, so. I just, I, and I, I, I don't understand the timeline of this plan and also how Vatic found out about this and how the Borg found out about yeah. this and why they didn't act on it until like a week before closing the deal. Yeah. Like they could have taken Jack at any point in time, taken him back to wherever they wanted and just waited. And they could have killed his mom. <laughs> uh, there's so much they could have yeah, done. They could have taken him as a baby. Yeah. They could have done the fucking Terminator thing and and just fucking, like, taken him as a baby. Yeah, they could have fucking... I mean, and they didn't even or need... a child, you They know? didn't even need Vatic to do it. No, they could have just, like, fucking, like, while... When fucking Crusher was a complete unknown for 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, fucking bouncing around by herself and a child. Why yeah. he was in fucking England <laughs> to... Yep. Or do, do something, like, when he was, like, more vulnerable instead of, like... When the, when she has the possibility of passing on a rescue message to somebody, so they have twenty some years at this point to plan this out. Just don't do shit until the last month. Yeah, cool. You know that, but that, you know, but the Borg Queen has ADHD. Okay, that's true. You can't and, and borderline personality disorder. Yes, so you she's working. You, she's working on herself. Okay, she's working on herself. She's working on herself. You can't you can't you can't blame her. Yeah, don't be a hater. Don't be a hater. Don't be a hater. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Borg had no plans to lose their war with Lacutus at the helm, but created a backup just in case uh, it, that would take a generation to start working. Because they say here, too, that this plan took a generation to start working. So, yeah. this has been like 20 years in the making. Yes. Which is absurd. Yes. The Borg are so much better than this. As are like rogue changelings, like <laughs> because the rogue changelings too have been like licking their wounds since the end of the Dominion War, mm-hmm. which was twenty five years ago at this point, since before Jack Crusher, since before all of mm-hmm. this. So they've been planning this shit for like twenty some years and have just dropped the goddamn ball. But I, I kind of figure like they brought they brought the changelings in into the plan, like the Borg had the plan you know, independently and then brought the changelings in later, I guess. But also, so here's another thing too. So if they were planning this from before Jack was born, right. Mm -hmm. This had to have been taken place. Like, uh, at very latest, I think, um, 2378, Mm -hmm. which is directly after 
you know, end game and the Borg like retreating. Yeah. And only three years after the events of the Dominion War. Mm -hmm. So somehow either the Borg would have had to have gotten to the far Gamma Quadrant within those three years, which I really doubt that we wouldn't have heard about seeing that the fucking, you know, Starfleet still has access to the Gamma Quadrant at that point. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Or the, the changelings would have gotten, have to have gotten from the Gamma Quadrant to Deep Delta Quadrant, which is very fucking far away, especially for a, a race that's still licking their wounds from a war. I don't know. The timeline, <laughs> I spent a lot of time looking into the timelines here, and I'm like, I hate this. How can they fuck up this bad? Like, how can everyone fuck up this bad? A 20 year plan. And they're just rushing it at the last fucking minute. It's really dog shit is what they're doing. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Borg... Uh, no, I already... Oh God, I wrote so many things I hated about this. So, Jack Furious... <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to like skip a bunch of my notes. It's just like me ranting on paper. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we've been... We've 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 thoroughly expressed our opinions on how stupid this is. <laughs> There's still more, man. There's still <laughs> so, more. We still got more to go. Um, we're not even halfway through this fucking episode. <laughs> so, um, Jack Furious demands to know what Picard sees when he looks at him. Picard angrily replies that uh, he came close to killing everybody he knew and everybody he loved when he was Lacutus. Jack doesn't know what it means to be controlled by them, but the Borg Queen could make him know, and Picard has seen what Jack is capable of. He knows of a place he thinks Jack will be safe, a research academy on Vulcan. Jack knows he's referring to Keslavar, which he condemns as a prison where the Vulcans would use the mind meld to lobotomize the Borg out of him, and he refuses, choosing instead to find his own way. <laughs> and this, it's, it, this is a fun way of him saying, I'm about to do the dumbest thing uh, anyone's ever done. Yeah, it's like he gets his teen angst here, and uh, God, he's like... I am so mad. I'm literally going to do a human genocide. <laughs> I, I am just so angsty. I am just going to end the Federation. Yeah. And the human race <laughs> and the Andorian race and the Vulcan race. Yeah. So it's, it's fucking wild. The decision he makes there is the dumbest thing anyone's ever done mm-hmm. for any reason. Oh, absolutely. Jack leaves his quarters after well first jack's eyes go red and he takes control of the two starfleet officers there to take him into the brig and now the two starfleet officers they're his bodyguards oh except he ditches them for saint gets mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> beverly catches up to jack in the corridor uh, asking where he's going he replies uh that he's going home what (laughs) she urges him to let them find another way uh jack had always thought the voice inside his head he was hearing was his mother's hers but in fact it was the borg queen all along if she wanted him he would trade himself for answers from her he says what what do you mean what do you mean by that are are you that dumb jack are you that motherfucking dumb (laughs) 
Are you just so angry right now that you are going to give yourself up to the Borg? Yeah. Is that correct, Jack? Yeah. Completely undoing, like, uh, whole, this whole thing. Does he... Is he... And that's the thing, too. He's going to give himself to the Borg, which is the thing that Vatic has been trying to do for eight episodes up until this mm-hmm. point. And they had to sacrifice countless people on their crew mm-hmm. and kill Vatic's entire crew. So many fucking people died. And Jack's decision here makes that irrelevant, meaningless. Yeah. The first episode, we didn't need the first eight episodes of this program. No. And he's actually responsible for countless deaths afterwards. Uh Yes. Many, (laughs) many, many, many. So Jack foolishly says that, um, you know, he's going to go basically give himself up to the Borg Queen, trade himself for answers. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he says uh, when he gets close enough to get the answers, he intends to show the Borg Queen exactly who and what he is. Dude has so much faith in abilities he only just figured out. Yeah, like... <laughs> like like yesterday. Yeah. Like he just figured out he could do this mind thing with one person. Also, and- do you think if he would have been successful, mm-hmm. do you think Vatic would have even brought him anywhere close to the Borg Queen? If that was something that he could have done? Or is that... It's a good question. <laughs> because it's like, bro... Like, they had no fear of bringing you to the Borg Queen this entire time. What makes you think if you go in there with a fucking gun, mm-hmm. like, you're going to... And also, what... <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. Can he... I'm, I'm very confused about whose minds he can control. Yeah. Is it only the people with, like, the... the two of... Okay, we'll get into that later. Mm. <sighs> oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. yeah so um, I didn't think of that. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because he's like, well, he can control people from a very short distance. Uh, I guess we'll get into that. So, um, uh, Jack is convinced that he can go get uh, answers from the Borg Queen and basically kick her ass on the way out, I mm-hmm. guess, I think. I think that's his plan. It's a bad plan. Very bad plan. Very bad plan. He's got a lot of confidence for someone who has no has no idea what the fuck he can and can't do. Also, like, why would you think that was possible and also just like why not why not spend the like you were on a literally like a giant fucking starship with an entire crew uh with an entire group of people with 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 actual lived experience of Mm -hmm. of of this enemy and you decide to just like being it's like okay there's youthful arrogance and they're just like flat out stupidity yeah yeah i mean (laughs) they're they're, that's the thing though is they've gotten so there this is 11th hour right here i mean this is we are in the last half of the third act yeah right i mean i guess this is really so we gotta so really that this is gonna give us you know so we're so last episode it's gonna have to clear all of this up Mm mm-hmm it's going to have to find a solution to this problem. Yep. And then also, like... This is going to be the opposite of Return of the King, extended edition. <laughs> yeah. Like, instead of having, like, six different fulfilling endings, we are going to get one-third of an unfulfilling ending. Yeah. <laughs> That's all they have time for. The runtime of the next episode is the same as this, basically. So it's, it's like an 50, hour? 58 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, under an hour. Yeah, what are they going to do? Because like, they, they, we're going we're gonna to have to have, the, have, the, have like, the emotional... Emo- emotional like the the solution the emotional ending oh my god and then like the, there's only one thing to do huh they gotta kill everybody they gotta kill them all 
I mean, oh. straight up, that's the only way they can do it because then they don't have to do like the the nice remembery thing, dude. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna fucking like nine eleven the board cube like the that would rule so hard. Honestly, if if the way they fix everything is they nine eleven the board cube <laughs> with the entire Enterprise D crew. I mean, I've I've already said that I will like review some show if if all but one or more of the main like mm. Enterprise D characters die. Oh yeah. If they nine eleven the Borg cube, I will I'll do I'll do all of Young Sheldon. <laughs> I will straight up do all of Young Sheldon. That's I will the only way to redeem that. it. No, straight up. If they if that would be amazing. Yeah. That would be amazing. That'd be a crazy decision to make. That would be insane. It would be and literally you, insane, uh, but also could, creatively awesome. And all you could do is just like appreciate it. Be like, yeah. all right. I'd be like, okay, Terry Metalis, the way you got here was dumb, but straight up 10 out of 10 work. I, I didn't I see you. I see you. Yeah. That was like, I'll let you cook. I'll let you cook. Yeah. That would be, that'd be I mean, the way he was cooking, like the way he was cooking was crazy, but his product, my friend, yeah. his product in the end got you high, got you high, got you rolling. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, ignoring his uh, Beverly's desperate pleas, Jack makes his way to a shuttle bay and preps a shuttlecraft for launch. They just let him do this. They let him. They just let him take it. Yeah. Yep. They, they could lock it down from anywhere else. <laughs> they could else. literally do it so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they could be like, yeah, you know, someone with you know ship's controls like Picard could be like a computer lock shuttle bays. Yeah. Because I guess he can control some stuff or like call fucking Shaw and be like, hey, lock the shuttle base. No, not no, under them. They don't, they don't do shit to, they're just like, let him go. Yeah, you, you got the two security guards. I guess he has a fucking carte blanche. <laughs> he can make his way. He's free pass. He got the hall pass, everybody. Everybody has the hall pass. <laughs> So he briefly reaches out, hearing the queen's voice in his mind again, then sets the coordinates and disables the shuttle's transponder before pulling out of the shuttle bay. Picard and Beverly are left to watch from the conference room as Jack's shuttle goes into warp because they, you know, couldn't ask Shaw to, you know, put maybe a tractor beam on it or anything. Their, their ship can't do anything. They, they, yeah, they can track him when he goes into warp. It's not like he's lost. Their, sh their ship can't do anything. Their ship can't. Their ship can't do anything. They're, we're powerless to stop him. Yeah, and the shuttle bit. Like, how fast can the shuttle even go? Like, the, I'm pretty sure. Like, uh, you know. Although I guess the shuttle went warp ten. I don't know. I don't know if shuttles can go fast, no. faster than regular ships. Yeah. Or, I don't know. So, uh, Picard sadly notes that Jack has inherited the best of his mother and the worst of him. I think he's just inherited the worst of everything. Yeah. This dude sucks now. I this dude, he, yeah. This I, dude has just made a decision to genocide everybody yeah. because he wants answers about who he is. Mm -hmm. He's so self-important and needs so many answers about his life. He's going to maybe potentially end the human race, maybe. Yeah. And he is he is very Mary Sue-ish, you know, just like, you know, just like an ultimate badass. Like, he's good at karate. He's like, you know... What, he, he just figured out he's good at karate. Yeah. <laughs> he just figured out he has these mind powers, and now he's so confident that he can fucking beat the Borg Queen. Although the Borg Queen is easily defeated, I guess. I guess he's read his history. Yeah. Knows the Borg Queen just fucking folds like a deck of cards. Yeah, because I'm sure, like, pretty much all Starfleet weaponry now is set to just fuck up the Borg. Like, 
they like they like you know has a has a rotating um modulation mod- modulation and stuff like that like i figured the borg like developed faster than that though yeah you know. but I, I just feel like you know given like also like all the tech that that uh voyager brought back right and, right and like and it's just like you know janeway is like the ultimate board killer it's just like hell yeah that, that's the thing if they better break they better have janeway somehow and th- they talked episode. about janeway a couple episodes ago but you say they better have janeway they don't have enough time <laughs> they don't have enough time for anybody else here like this is, this is way too late to drop this yeah really the, you have to wrap up the stories for all the characters yeah and they wrap up one in this episode that's it yeah unfortunately fuck this show man fuck this show um <laughs> so um beverly laments how she lost wesley to space and also uh, and so she watched jack more closely so she wouldn't have to lose him but she didn't see what was right in front of her and she is adamant there must be another way and she intends to find it I mean, wesley could come back and help him right <laughs> yeah does he have no powers i mean he's fucking omniscient and shit right yeah he came back just to like um go to the wedding kidnap a girl Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, he kidnapped a girl. Cool. In the last season, he kidnapped a girl. Yeah, that's true. Soji. Well, I mean, she was like a robot, though, right? <laughs> oh, this is the, this is the clone Soji. Yeah, was she like... But, but she was like basically like Picard, right? Like almost indiscernible from... Oh, well, this, this was the past. And that was like the clone made by the evil soon. That oh, was doing the right. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, so... I, I forget about this. I forget that Soji's <laughs> in the second season because I'm like, oh what uh, <laughs> i mean yeah the second oh yikes uh oof. um picard sits alone when he's approached by data who reports that jack was jamming the transponder of the shuttle he asks if picard would like him to say something comforting which picard warns might be impossible at this point data says he knows this and simply puts a hand on his old captain's shoulder to show his support just then Jordy LaForge calls in from sickbay, telling Picard that he, that there's more about Jack than they know. Cool. <laughs> so Jack's stolen shuttle comes out from warp in the midst of the storm and sees behind the red door. But no, I want it painted black. But no trace of the Borg here. The com- uh, shuttle's computer sounds an alarm warning of tachyon radiation pulses, neutrino emissions, and a gravitational flux. He wonders if it might be a wormhole of sorts, but the shuttle's computer reports it is, in fact, a transwarp conduit. Oh, we got more transwarp conduit. Say what? Oh, we got more transwarp conduit. We always like to hear a transwarp conduit, but I'm like, eh. Uh, just then. Didn't, they f- didn't fucking Janeway destroy all the transwarp conduits? She only destroyed the one they took back to Earth, I think, right? Uh, or something okay. like that. Or the ones that were, like, going towards the Alpha Quadrant, mm. I think. Because they have transwarp conduits everywhere. Yeah. Like, I, thought they, she des- I, I thought she destroyed their entire system. Did she? I don't recall. It's been years since I've watched I mean, Endgame. She and she pretty much killed all the and Borg. I, I, I hate Endgame. Like, yeah. I, I hate what it does with the Borg. I hate how weak it makes the Borg and shit. It's, yeah. And, like, I, I agree with Terry Metalis's lie on Twitter. Like, they should be licking their wounds in the Delta Quadrant. Like, yeah. if it took them 20 years to, like, rebuild and, like, make this plan, I don't know. It just, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Um... We just don't need the Borg again. We didn't need it. No one needed it again. No. No one asked for it again. It doesn't need to be a big thing. It was like a big bra- thing. They're, they're also basically like 
you know the the Star Trek tie-in for zombies, and I feel like yeah. zombies, you know, they're played. They're fucking they, played. They played out. Like we don't out. we don't need it anymore. And it was like it was fine for like a little side thing in like uh fucking what's it called uh Prodigy, mm-hmm. but also with Prodigy it establishes that the Borg are still like a pretty big presence. Yeah, and they're not licking their wounds even ten years after Janeway fucked them up. Mm-hmm. You know, they still have like you know very active Borg cubes with like tons of Borg yeah. active vo- Borgs. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It it just doesn't it doesn't work. No, it doesn't fit. <laughs> if you watch all the Star Treks, this will make you go, huh? Why? 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 I don't think that really all works together. And it doesn't mesh well. Yeah. It doesn't. And it's, yeah, it's it's very anticlimactic. I don't know, like going against the Borg one last time, like. Uh, I could I could care less. Yeah, putting I mean putting the climax of the series at the end of the third act is a very weird decision, especially for what is supposed to be a send off, a proper send off for uh, these characters. And we're spending most of the send off focused on fucking Jack. Yeah, that's a big I, problem to me. I think who who now I could give a shit less about, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, you know. You know, I, if, if we're gonna see, if we're gonna see them all nine eleven each other and <laughs> themselves into the board cube in the last episode, I want mm. it all to be about them. Like, you know, you know what this should should have started on mm. is they should have all been coming together at the fucking fleet museum mm. to commemorate like the the christening of the rebuilt Enterprise D or something like that. Oh yeah, and then something crazy happens at that moment and the whole crew has to come together and they're all right there because they're the old classic crew it could do the thing where like yeah since all of the other ships like as they establish all the other ships are in contact with each other and mm-hmm. all the other ships get corrupted yeah the only one that's not is the enterprise d and that that's what forces them to they, they could have had like good nostalgia from the beginning yes. and they could have banked on that that would have been fine i don't you know love nostalgia as storytelling yeah but they've been doing it and poorly all season anyway. Yeah. They might as well do it well and just like give us those brain chemicals we so desperately need without the fucking grim dank and fucking 35 year old, 23 year old Jack Crusher. And I I mean, they've done like, and they've done like that in pretty much all like the original TOS movies where it's just like, something happens and it just so happens like the TOS crews on a ship. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's you can like, make an excuse. You can make an excuse that it makes doesn't, sense. you don't have to have seven different excuses yeah. that somehow all magically work together. Yeah. Like Worf shouldn't be here. No. Worf shouldn't be on here with the explanation he gave. Raffi shouldn't be in her job. No. It should be Laris instead of Raffi. Yeah. I would have loved it. Like, and that's the thing, like including Raffi in this, like now, especially that 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 def, definitely makes her whole side story seem like a complete waste of time as well. Because oh, like, it has been. I would have like, I would have like, not wanted to have her her B story at all. I would have liked it to be more focused on the actual story at hand mm-hmm. and dealing with the characters that are actually because like Raffi is like only in like the background basically in this entire episode. Yeah, I mean in most episodes. <laughs> so are we going to yeah. get a wrap up to her story as well in the in the in the last hour? I I think I think what they're going to do is like bank on like her and Seven making up and maybe being girlfriends again at the mm-hmm. very end, and they're really crossing their fingers for the fucking Star Trek legacy, uh, which. Yeah. I hope doesn't happen, especially now. Yeah, because because Terry Metalis would be the showrunner. Mm. I don't want it to happen. It's it's gonna be 
it's going to be terrible. I mean, this he was given a lot of money and resources to do this. And I'm sure, you know, there's got to be an element of the studio was like, we need we need two things from Voyager, 11 things from TNG, and nine things from DS9, according to our metrics, yeah. or some shit like that. I mean, there, there, of course there was some studio fuckery that made this worse than it had to be, but the, the bones of it, um, Dem Bones, old and rusty, I feel, I feel not like very the trusty. Fir- the story that happened in the first part would have been like a good film if they actually had, they cut it down and then also like included the end. Straight up, they they should have made this maybe like five different films, like five yeah. two-parters or something yeah. like that. That would have been fine. Yeah. Like the way they structured the the structure of it is just bad. Mm-hmm. It's basically a big film that takes about seven hours, eight episodes. Yeah. And then I think it's like if, if, a separate if a, if film. A, if a movie happened, and mm-hmm. then like we kind of just dealt with like some minutia afterwards. <laughs> yeah, but the minutia is the real threat. Yeah. So it's like. Like, literally, this episode invalidates the previous eight episodes and just makes it just an edging to this really weak cum. Yeah. It's, it's... Especially considering, like, since it did spend so much time building this up, I would have loved it if it had some super obscure thing I didn't even think of, but then... Right. Like, and that's that's what it should have been working towards, where it's, like, something that it was working towards, mm-hmm. and then when it gets there, you, like, you hit yourself on the head that it was so obvious, and, right. like, you, you can't believe you forgot this, like, this this thing, mm-hmm. and and something something that you made, made you go, like, oh, yeah, that rocks. Instead, it's just, like, okay, we're just redoing Lost First Contact. I mean, they, <laughs> they could have done things that are, like... I mean, even, like, things that aren't obscure... Yeah, that they could have actually maybe made it kind of entertaining and interesting, like stuff mm-hmm. I wouldn't have expected. Like, honestly, if a Soong was actually behind all this, that might be kind of interesting to I me. Actually, I think I said, like, remember, I thought, like, you know, Alton Soong was going to uh, not Alton Soong. What was the evil Soong in the second season? Uh, I don't fucking even remember. E- uh, but evil Soong. Mm-hmm. I thought there was guy. If, I, if they I, I, actually went with the fucking teaser from the end of last season yeah. and Project Khan was somehow involved in this. Yeah. Like, that, that would, would be interesting. Made, that would have probably made sense. Like, 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 Soong, like, prolonging his life mm-hmm. and, like, putting his body, you know, like, somehow, like, making clones of himself. And then, like, um, and then, like, uh, manipulating their DNA in secret. Or, or, or the Section 31, the things that they were doing on the fucking changelings were, like, you know, fucking soon experiments. Yeah. And so he's splicing, like, con DNA with them and shit yeah. like that. And that's why they can maintain human form better is because it's spliced with human DNA. Yeah. Shit like that, you know. There's something, anything, anything, and anything even but even not that, the Borg. Yeah, e- like even though the Soongs are just as tired as the Borg, that would have been like, oh well. I mean, even though they've done Soongs several times already, it would have been. And also, because also like, like you know, I, I said like the aromatic syndrome was like a, a, a continuing thread through each through each episode through each season. Yeah. So so are the Soongs. Like this has been like one big Soong party True. the entire time. Like first mm-hmm. season. 
uh, like the robot soons, mm-hmm. like you know. Well, I mean, Brent Spiner just needs a paycheck. And <laughs> he he needs his, he needs a self insurance. And then so like, and then like, you know, and, and sort of, it sort of has the build up, sort of like you know, like you know, um, the start the original Star Wars trilogy, mm-hmm. where it's just like you know, you have like the big thing that everyone defeats and everyone thinks that they they they, they won. Mm-hmm. Then there's like the actual threat, which is like. The, the true villain re- reveals himself, the mm-hmm. evil Soong. Right. And then this should, should have been, like, them taking on the evil Soong and defeating him. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Actually, they, if they actually followed the beats of the Star Wars trilogy, <laughs> they could have made the three seasons of Picard so much better. You're yeah. totally right. That's an interesting thought. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Like, like the first season, they, like think they defeat the Bork for good, right? Yeah. Second season, they figure out that there's like still one Borg element left that they need to defeat, and that's the real evil Borg element, mm-hmm. and they finally defeat it in this season. That'd be fine if they actually like were aware of the threat, but they keep on going like, oh, guess what? It's the Borg! It's the Borg! It's the Borg! <laughs> like, dude, come on. Yeah. It's... it's yeah, it's it's tired. I'm bored of it. <laughs> Everyone online is also bored of it. <laughs> like even people, it's funny going through Reddit and like seeing people who are like sorely disappointed. And like I've loved this season more than anybody, but, but. a lot of lot of those posts. And no, I mean, I thought I was I thought I was going to eat humble pie. Honestly, like but. I was I literally thought I was going to have to review the entire first season of Young Sheldon. Mm-hmm. I was dreading it. Mm-hmm. I was. I was actually like putting together a plan <laughs> straight up to where I could have finished reviewing all of it by the end of us recording this season by mm-hmm. next week, basically. Oh wow! And so I could, I had actually been planning this from the second episode and like been like, okay. And I actually like watched the first couple episodes of young Sheldon. I didn't take notes though. Thankfully. Yeah. Um, because I was like, yeah, this is actually, this is not, this is not bad. And yeah, like what they're serviceable and especially in comparison to the first previous yeah, two seasons. And like by episode like five and six, I was like, okay, this keeps getting like progressively better, basically, especially when they brought Raffi out of that situation and actually put her on a ship. Yeah. And yeah, made just sort of like stop doing the torture really. Yeah. I was I was happy when they stopped doing the torture apology stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. But then they kind of did it again in like and episode- the Ra- yeah, the Raffi thing was the weakest thing, but everything else was like perfect. Yeah, I mean, like, like I, I, I liked Vatic. The more they used Vatic, the yeah. more I liked it. But yeah. then, like, everything Vatic did is completely meaningless. Yeah. Made completely meaningless because Jack gets angsty. Yeah. And so, like, the deaths of probably 100 Starfleet members on the fucking Titan, completely meaningless. And Jack's and mad. He needs God answers. How many across, I mean... Like how many across the entire fleet of star of of, of Starfleet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so Jack's stolen shuttle comes out of warp in the midst of the storm. Uh, reads the gla- gravitational flux. Uh, he wonders if there might be a wormhole in front of him, but the shuttle's computer reports a transwarp conduit. Just then, he doubles over and, clutching his head in pain, as he can hear the voice of the collective, and he looks up to see what Troy saw behind the red door. The Borg cube looming over him in some red clouds. Red clouds, red clouds, red clouds. 
So Jordy explains that all Borg underwent uh, genetic. Uh, this is back on the time, by the way. Uh, Jordy explains in Med Bay that all Borg underwent genetic alterations so that their bodies could communicate with their cybernetic components. But Picard had undergone far more extensive alterations. The Borg had, in fact, written an entirely new genetic code inside him, something the crew had not been able to detect 35 years earlier. <laughs> what? Okay. So they, they changed his, his DNA, and they didn't notice. Like, we have full DNA sequencing now. They can, they can, <laughs> they can like, test someone's DNA with a tricorder. Yeah. Like, they could, like... Like, wirelessly, with fucking Wi-Fi. They can, <laughs> they can test your DNA on an app in fucking Star Trek, and they didn't notice when he came back from, they, they from the Borg after killing 12,000 people. It's probably, like, something that they do in, like, future kindergarten. They probably have like they probably like kindergartners like fucking do like map out their DNA sequence in class like that's probably like homework kindergartners have. But but, but the, that's that that's how that's how clever the writing is. They gave him entirely new genetic code, not not DNA genetic code. Oh, so that's a, I there's that, a different I feel that would different even, thing. I feel that would cause even more alarms to go off. What I, I mean, I need to know what they mean. What the difference is between genetic code and DNA? Yeah. What the fuck do they mean? Unclear. You think like that would also that would be that that would instantly like any doctor would have who have had his medical files on on hand would be like, huh? Yeah. And straight up, so so it 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 baffles the mind first and foremost. Yeah. Um. And it's also, like, I've I'm 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 still sticking to this. I was right. I've been right a hundred percent of the time. Picard should not have been let back into Starfleet. Yeah. After after season three of of TNG. Yeah. After the events of Best of Both Worlds. I'm sorry. And fucking seven of nine too. Never been let into Starfleet. They have components within them that are malevolent. And that's clear. And, and want to end humanity. That, I'm sorry. That Starfleet technology isn't good enough. And isn't advanced enough to detect all the all the lingering threats that they have. They're literally just putting Manchurian candidates in their yeah. fucking army and being yeah. like, no, 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 it's it's okay. Our medicine's pretty good. We yeah. can do pretty good stuff. We can't really test DNA like we could three hundred years ago. Not yeah, that well. Not that well. Not that well. But um, now you're good to go. Be a captain of a big powerful ship again. Do that. No. No, 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 no. Now you're admiral. <laughs> yeah. Now you're in charge of a uh, small fleet of ships. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're good. You're you're good. That would have been a good evil admiral arc for him. That that would have been interesting, actually. Yeah. That would have been interesting if the aromatic syndrome, just in the beginning of season three, it fucking like goes haywire and he's the villain. Yeah. That would be interesting. And the rest of the crew has to somehow fight against him. So it's just kind of a long form best of both worlds. Mm. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. If he was more of like a swashbuckling Locutus. That'd be fun. Yeah. I don't know. I also kind of hate it though. Like, I don't know. It kind of undoes like the finale of TNG where it's just like Picard's just kind of like has it, Alzheimer's. and It undoes best of both worlds. Yeah. It undoes... I mean, the episode after uh, Brothers? Or yeah, yeah, where he's fighting with his brother in the Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it undoes a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. it, it retcons, it very much retcons a lot of Star Trek. Yeah. Which I'm not a huge fan of. <laughs> no. Being that it retcons a lot of things I like. Yeah. 
and it makes um it makes the federation look bad which you know i'm okay with like i love when something like explains systems yeah you know i, I love marxism i love you know dialectical history mm. um like i don't know but they're not addressing that kind of thing at all like fucking the federation's just incompetent so the government's incompetent mm -hmm. and the only people who can fix it are these rugged individualists yeah. which is like really all right gotta go with it i guess cool <laughs> <sighs> so uh, the anomaly that Dr. Soong had found in Picard's brain was in fact dormant Borg biological adaptations, which explained why Picard could still hear the collective even after being liberated from them. What? Um, so Worf adds that this is why Vatic stole Picard's organic body from Daystrom Station. The changelings had extracted the altered proportions, or sorry, the altered portions of his DNA with the intent to weaponize it. So it was his DNA. Yeah. So his DNA was altered and no doctor ever noticed. Nope. But somehow... That's amazing. Uh, everyone else knew, though. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah, you think, like, if it was in Section 31... Or like the Daystrom Institute, uh, or they would they would be like, hey, uh, yeah, fucking Picard, we need to have a talk because it turns out you still had dormant Borg shit in your body, yeah, and so we need to go through your history and see if maybe you dropped a few Borg loads, <laughs> and we might have a Borg son or daughter, or maybe a, a lot of Borg socks going around out there. You also think like. You know, the, I mean, oh my God, the uh, the fucking Enterprise D, fucking the oh. the Holosuite filter or the holodeck filters in there have got to be full Borg by now, right? <laughs> it just kicks open and Minuet comes out. But it's like Minuet's the Borg queen. She's like, <laughs> just made up entirely, made up entirely of Picard loads. So like, <laughs> delete the wife. Delete the wife. <laughs> Yeah, but I was I was thinking also like you think also in the future like like you could easily like vet vasectomies would probably be like like the best form of birth control because you could why yeah why is he fucking dropping loads dropping live live loads he is he's firing live rounds he's, when he doesn't have to yeah you think like they're, they're, you think Beverly would be like hey let me give you a vasectomy she doesn't want a shitty fucking come up in her so you think like the vasectomies would probably be completely surgery free right like you could probably just wave a tricorder over your over your balls and be like all right vasectomy's done and it could be, it could be undone no, just no, as well. no no Beverly no no <laughs> the only way I can get off is the risk the risk of having another one of me in the world <laughs> It's like, it's like it's like you met Shinzon. You know what I'm like. Want to play a little bit of Russian roulette? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you may or may not have a child. It's a uh, it, just like regular Russian roulette. It's one in six, but it's, <laughs> in this case, it's one in six centimeters. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, yeah. Why is, they need to talk more about vasectomies in the future? Just saying. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Like, yeah, have open discussions about birth control, people. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. I mean, straight up, also, their their abortions are completely non-surgical, too. Yeah. They just, like, beam the baby into space. The fetus, <laughs> sorry. Um, Delete the fetus. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, while Picard as Locutus uh, was a receiver of sorts. Oh, yeah, I bet he was a receiver. Uh, yeah, that's a, a catcher, you know. <laughs> Man, people, we need to bring back the pitcher and catcher terms in uh, in the gay world. I've never heard a gay person say, I'm the pitcher or I'm the catcher. No. I think that's really fun, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah, top, bottom, pitcher, catcher. <laughs> I like pitcher and catcher. I mean, baseball's dumb, but, like, that's it's gay so yeah. you know it works yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so it, so they say while uh, picard as locutus was a receiver of sorts jack appeared to be a transmitter able to send instructions and then they show on a computer screen like uh like a dna transmitting so basically jack is a fucking wi-fi hotspot yes for for people <laughs> Yeah, he's a he's a walking hotspot. That's cool. Pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. Pretty cool, man. Um, so uh, Picard points out that those Jack had taken control of, including the security ensigns, had never been assimilated by the Borg. So how could he control them? Worf admits he did not know that yet. Beverly wonders how she had missed any sign of this, but Picard considers it a testament to her that he had resisted as long as he could. Jordy agrees, saying that while Jack was essentially Borg, that's not all he was. Mm. He's also gay. I can tell you how you missed it, Beverly. You're bad at your job. <laughs> you're a bad mom, Beverly. And you're a bad doctor. <laughs> Oops. So Riker asks what they should do now. Beverly thinks it was clear that the changelings and the Borg had been working for a common purpose, and Worf reminds them uh, that all of Starfleet was assembled on Earth, saying today is Frontier Day. I mean, would this really benefit the changelings? Like, the Borg becoming more powerful doesn't help changelings. No. Like, yeah, I guess she wants revenge on... Like, and she didn't have to go, like, the Borg had no power over them, but was still threatening them. I don't get that. Right? Yeah. Like, like, the Borg, it, like, it seems like, like the Borg queen was saying, like, un, 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 uh, unassimilate, like, can't be assimilated. They can't be assimilated, but they're still subservient to the Borg? Why? Yeah. Why, why have they pledged themselves? Because the Borg are like, you're expendable. Yeah. And and she, like, cowered in fear. Why? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, what are the changelings getting out of it besides, like, destroying their mutual enemy? Yeah, just revenge on, on the fuck, on Starfleet. Because if that That's was it. true, then why would they need to be threatened to be to do the... They wouldn't. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but what are, what were the Borg going to do to them? I don't know. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess shoot them because they can be shot and like or launched out into space or something. But like, mm. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. I would have liked to see how Vatic was able and knew how to get in contact with the Borg Queen. I know there, that's that's what I was saying. Why I was trying to give the timeline for when the Dominion War ended, when Janeway fucked up the Borg, and like all this because like. I don't understand how they could have gotten in touch in the first place. Yeah, like how would how would Vatic know to seek out the Borg Queen? I don't know. 
Like, because then, like, because that would that would imply. It would imply a lot of things. That would imply that the Borg would know a way to a, a, a way to defeat the Federation. So that 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 they that they had this ace in the hole the entire time. That that would imply the changeling somehow knew about that. That's very true. And that is very that's a great <laughs> point. Why? I mean, maybe the Borg. How would Vatic even know the Borg Borg Queen still existed? I don't. That's a, so. That this is a great question. Why do Vatic and the Borg Queen know about each other or are in contact at all? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Borg could have like just sent a private craft after like with a, a few a few like really good militant Borg. They could have sent it through a transwarp conduit, found Jack Crusher, killed his mom, taken him. Mm -hmm. There would be no That's need. There would be no. There's need no need for Vatic. Yeah. There's none of this, and they have twenty some years to do it. Because also, it's like it's not like it's not like the Borg Queen. Because like this is like they said, this is a small faction of changelings. Right, correct. It's not the main changeling, so it's not like it's not like uh, the Borg Queen went to the changeling home planet and, no. and brokered a deal with them and like I have a way of I have a way of uh, destroying the the Federation if you want to help and like it's because those those changelings were like nah and would have been like nah, but like somehow this small faction also like the. The Borg Queen, when they were talking to... So, Vatic knows who the Borg are. Yeah. And the Borg Queen, whenever they talk, we are a Borg, whatever. Like, they were just talking to them, like, threatening them. They never mentioned that they're Borg. Like, it's it's so weird. It's like they were hiding they were Borg, but they have to know they were Borg. It's so confusing. Also, how is, how is Vatic able to talk to the Borg Queen? I don't, I don't understand that at all. Like how her hand disintegrates and she can talk through subspace to the Borg Queen. Through her hand. Yeah. So apparently the changelings maybe are also part Borg as well. I don't know, man. I feel... Yeah. Terry Metalis, you got some explaining to do. <laughs> no, no, he's not. I don't want him to explain it because he can't write his way out of a box, which tells me he couldn't, you know, fucking <laughs> explain his way out of it either. Because no. writing, good writing is just good ex explanation of what's happening. Yeah. And that's not what's going on here. So, no. It's, <sighs> it's all pretty bad. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I mean, this this I mean that's the thing. Like we, the next hour of the show, mm -hmm. this finale has so much to ground to cover. It's insane. It's wild. Which is why I'm saying the best way they can resolve this is the darkest ending possible. Yeah. And nine elevening the ship straight into the board cube to end all of this. Yeah. And it only. And it only somewhat works. <laughs> and it explains why the Federation, like, basically dissipated uh, in the time between now and the 32nd century in Discovery. Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, at that point, the Federation's, like, nowhere to be found. Like, it'll, like, they'll, they'll start ram about to ram the Borg Cube with the with Enterprise D. 
and then we blink, and then when our eyes open, we're on the on on the ship with them, and yeah. we just go like, we just we just put our hands on the back on Picard's back and say like, do it, <laughs> take us with you, we should just bathe say, us in holy flame, inshallah, <laughs> inshallah, the Borg cube shall fall. <laughs> <laughs> Um, please, Terry Metalis. <laughs> please, I Te- mean, if teleport you, our minds into into the, into the ship. If you're gonna make like all of the politics of your program post nine eleven dog shit, just put nine eleven in there. Just put That's all I'm saying. It. Little nine eleven as a treat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can have a little. The fans can have a little nine eleven as a treat. Yeah. Okay, we've we've almost gotten to nine hundred and eleven episodes. Of Star Trek, so yeah, we've earned it. I think we have. <laughs> so, um, uh, Riker asks what they should do now. Uh, Beverly thinks it's clear that the changelings and the Borg had been working for a common purpose, and Worf reminds them that all of Starfleet is assembled together on Earth, saying, "Today is Frontier Day." So, I mean, this is like their military and science organization, and literally everybody stops what they're doing, no matter how far they are away, because mm-hmm. they have they have exploratory vessels, we assume, in the Delta Quadrant, the Gamma Quadrant, the, yeah. the Far Beta Quadrant, like places they haven't explored at all before. Places that are uh, that are clearly that that are doing jobs that need to be maintained. And all, yeah, and also, yeah, places that are years away. Yeah, you know, like in fastest travel and yeah. you know you're just gonna be like oh yeah come back for a holiday yeah it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. it it and it it uh, yeah obviously uh, i mean you know jordy said i've been writing them for for weeks like no one w- would ever do this if i was a captain i'd be like we're gonna be doing our thing sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, uh, there there had to have been more than like one shaw types that's like no frontier day is a bust no thanks and yeah, why would why would the Titan have taken off into a, into a mission, like like pretty much like a, a week before Frontier Day? That's a very good question. That's a very good question. <laughs> they were just on a mission, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they had just launched mm-hmm. and went and just went off into space. Like, also, why was <laughs> just it just to come back and why do this was, thing? Just to see fireworks, right? I, and also, yeah, the the Picard speech thing. I don't know why nah, that whole thing was a bust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like they had like a second build guy, which is probably like, oh, maybe it was Jellico. Who knows? <laughs> Perhaps. So, um, since the entire conspiracy is for this specific moment, Beverly urges them to warn Starfleet, but Riker wonders what they could be warning them about, as they didn't know themselves yet. Well, maybe they should just call him and be like, you can't do Frontier Day. Disperse everything away from Earth. Make them all go different directions. Yeah, like... like anything. Anything. Like, why... Like, people knew shit was going down. Yes. Like, especially the Section 31 had to know things were going down. you think they couldn't have, like, put any sort of messages? Because they knew, like, the fucking Daystrom Institute was fucking... Um, breached. So I asked this on on Twitter, and no one seemed to have any good answer at all. Actually, I I asked it on on Reddit, too, and no one could answer there, and people are militantly assholes on there about everything. Mm -hmm. Why wasn't uh, Section 31 um, investigating their own stolen weapons? Instead, they had the non- 
it's, it's the weapons only they were supposed to know about, right? Mm-hmm. Secret weapons at Daystrom Station. Mm-hmm. They get stolen, and instead of having Section 31, the only people who are supposed to know about these weapons, they instead get Raffi, who is a brand new spy, and Worf, who is someone from a different government? Yeah, he's to, like he's Starfleet. He's Starfleet retired, I think. He's, yeah, he's Starfleet retired. I don't. I'm not sure if he has his commission anymore. He's he works for the fucking. He was wearing a uniform uh, around this point. Uh, uh, true. I was like, oh, he's in uniform again. Yeah, it was weird. I was just like, why is he in uniform? Like, um, is he hmm. is he still Starfleet? Like, I don't know, man. But <laughs> but but in, but instead of having Section 31, and Section 31 would be the only people who knew they were stolen because yeah. they were secret. So Starfleet Intelligence, Roloran, didn't know about them. Yeah. But somehow she like puts together this mission to find these weapons that she didn't know were stolen because she doesn't know they existed in the first place. I'm confused. <sighs> I'm very confused about that. Yeah. Why like, isn't Section 31 investigating their own fucking stolen weapons? And, and you think like you know, for, you know, even though Section Thirty One is evil, mm-hmm. like you think they would like be concerned that okay, this is all happening around like uh, a fucking holiday where everyone's converged in one point. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should te- warn, send send some send some communique to fucking stop it, to put be on alert and do something to. <laughs> to prepare for this and said it's like nah people need to see the fucking fireworks they need to see the space fireworks space fireworks they need to have their frontier day miracles they need uh they need to cook a giant goose yeah oh yeah uh, we're doing a pig roast today we're doing a pig on a spit you ever had pig on a spit you there boy what day is it boy it's frontier day sir (laughs) go get the biggest hog you can find and by that i mean the biggest dick boy (laughs) our daddy wants to chip a tooth or something So, Daddy wants the back of his throat tickled. You know what I mean? I want it bruised, baby. I want it to hurt to drink water. Uh, so, Jordy also points out that Starfleet would blow them out of the water the moment they entered the system because they're wanted. Yeah, I think they would just capture them. Starfleet's not in the business of blowing people out of the water. No, like they wouldn't be like fire all shit. Oh, well, I mean, only they, Picard does that in in 7. Also like are there still changelings? Like there's still changelings among the ranks. I don't know how many. I'm not sure if they were going by the cuz Vatic said her and nine other things or whatever. But like there's the but two, she, there's the Tuvok changeling. That's true. And so this could be still nine people cuz they haven't killed nine changelings yet. I guess they probably have. So I don't know how many there actually were of that changeling thing. And if they can turn other people into changelings, the only the changeling should have been a threat. Yeah. Yeah. Because they can just, yeah, pass like, on their own thing. Yeah. And and I I really don't understand. I don't understand how many of those things there were and what kind of threat they were because they never explained them that well. No, and it didn't, it didn't like... And yeah, I think it's maybe keeping like their numbers purposely vague, like how many there actually are, because yeah, mm-hmm. if this Star Trek, Star Trek legacy thing goes forward, like they could be a recurring threat. Like, oh no! Like, oh, we got the changelings again, and um, 
Cool. And, and so, yeah, like... This one looks exactly like Amanda Plummer, too. Wow, <laughs> weird. That's really weird. Uh, and they could recollect Amanda Plummer out in space and reform her. Mm. <laughs> like, who knows? And... Uh, but yeah, like we still got at least two Vok Changeling who is huh. where he is. I don't know. Yep. Like, like he's still like at, he could be at Frontier Day. Like, who knows mm. how many Changelings there are? True. <sighs> so Picard believes uh, they have to try, even if they're going to get blown out of the water. And he calls the bridge, telling Captain Shaw that they have to return to the Soul System. Uh, Shaw wonders if that's wise uh, in the middle of Frontier Day and with the celebration and all of Starfleet there. And um, running exercises with our faces pinned to their dartboard, as he puts it, which mm. is a good, good shot line. Good shot line. Uh, Picard believes it to be, he says, uh, it's our only option. And Shaw, great shot line, says, of course it is, and turns off the comm. <laughs> um, yeah, I like, I like how he's just now like, fuck it, I'm going to die anyway, probably, so I'm just going to do whatever. Yeah, I don't care anymore. Just, yeah, I, just put a yeah. I'm going to put a gun to my own head. Yeah, we got in a <laughs> shitty situation because of this dumbass old man, and there's no way of getting out of it. <laughs> so, in Earth orbit, the USS Enterprise F departs Probert Station under the command of a fleet admiral, and the new Earth station looks exactly like the old one. Mm -hmm. It's like the exact same thing. Yes, and I'm like, why? Why would they? <laughs> why would they make the old Earth station into like the fleet museum and build a new one that looks exactly the same? It's a very strange decision, I think. Oh yeah, and it's like not bigger either. Which I'm like, <laughs> all right, cool. Um, so. Uh, the Enterprise F is under command of the Fleet Admiral, and guess who it is? Elizabeth Shelby, the Ooh. eager upstart commander from Best of Both Worlds. Mm -hmm. What is Riker's job? And Riker wanted her pussy, and I think they both got it in the end. <laughs> so uh, she addresses the fleet by saying that 250 years earlier, the Enterprise NX-01 uh, is been long road. Uh, Earth's first Warp 5 vessel uh, made its maiden voyage. With it, the crew of 83 embarked on the journey that would lead to the birth of Starfleet. As the Titan makes her way to Earth, they listen as Shelby explains Starfleet's newest advancement. It's actually kind of weird she didn't mention Archer. Archer's a legend. She should have said under Captain Archer. Would have been a nice nod. Yeah. Every, we all love Bacula, don't we, folks? Yeah. We love Archer. We Daddy love Count Bacula. Hell yeah. It's my favorite cereal. <laughs> um, so uh, Shelby explains Starfleet's newest advancement, Fleet Formation, a new synchronistic technology that allowed all Starfleet vessels to act as one. Uh, and she called, calls it an impenetrable armada. This takes place 16 years after the events of Prodigy, I think. Mm -hmm. How dumb can they possibly fucking be? Pretty dumb. This is the dumbest thing you can possibly <laughs> do. It's they, they know why it's dumb, because they've almost lost all of the entirety of Starfleet before. Yeah. Because of the living construct. Yep, and it connected all of them. And Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... Mm, Mm. Riker <laughs> notes uh, Shelby's... Or maybe they don't even like consider that canon yet. Who knows? I mean, it has to be. 
I mean, it's a better Star Trek show than this. They it better really consider is. it canon. Like, it honestly is. Like, I, it's so much better. Like, it's, I, no, I, I Prodigy's no, good. I had no faith of the heart in fucking Prodigy. No, me neither. And like, I was just like, ah, okay, when you when you're like, okay, you have to watch it. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah. And I was like, this is good? What yeah, the fuck? Same, same. Because I watched like the first four episodes or something, and I was like, man, eh, it's kind of like Star Wars-y. It's fine. It's probably yeah. not for me. But then, uh, you know, when we reviewed it after the second half of the season came on, I like watched the first half and I'm like, you know what? That was pretty good. And then we started watching it and it just got better all it up did. until the end. And I'm like, that was like maybe the best first season of any Star Trek show. It also, it also wove in references very, very well. Seemingly. S- yeah, seamlessly. Seamlessly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 It, it, like you, you would, you would ha- it would have callbacks, but mm-hmm. they made sense. And they were so good. And, and oh, <laughs> God, it, like go watch Prodigy. It fucking rocks. Yeah. People. Watch Prodigy. It fucking rocks. Why, why, why are you watching Picard? Why don't you yeah. watch, watch, watch Prodigy? Yeah. Just listen to us <laughs> shit on Picard and actually watch Prodigy because we're not as good as Prodigy, but we're no. better than Picard. <laughs> better than Picard. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, good at sex bad at picard (laughs) they're good in bed that's the one um so we got the fleet formation make it impenetrable impenetrable armada neat this is dumb (laughs) Riker notes how shelby rose through the ranks recalling her uh how ambitious she was decades before and picard wonders how shelby of all people could endorse something so borg-like as the impenetrable armada Um, yeah i I guess (laughs) Um, so, I mean, why just say Borg-like, and why not say something so fucking stupid? This is the dumbest idea. Because he was a fucking admiral when Prodigy happened. Mm-hmm. He knows better. Yeah. He knows better. He should know better. <laughs> also, uh, it's like, how can it be something be impenetrable and in uh, and and space where you can move in any direction? That's a very good question. <laughs> like, like you could easily just navigate around it. Yeah. Like, unless it's like a sphere encompassing something. True. Like you could like just a like Dyson sphere. Yeah. Uh, so she says, "Happy Frontier Day, everyone." And uh, actually, that's what Riker says sarcastically. Seven of Nine adds, "They would be crashing one hell of a party." Sydney LaForge reports from the helm that they would arrive in Sector 001, uh, which is the Soul System, in less than an hour. Um, Shaw wonders what the hell is going to happen next. Meanwhile, uh, back with Jack, he beams aboard the Borg Cube. Great idea. Yeah, genius. Where the Borg Queen's voice welcomes him home. She refers to him as her child, her flesh and blood. Yeah, does that, does that technically make her, like, the third parent? I think so. Yeah. Jack's got two mommies. Got two mommies, yeah. So she says, for all my darkness, you are light. Um, for all my suffering, you are life. It's real poetic. Jack admits uh, he is not sure what he is, but uh, he is sure he is not hers. Great line, dude. The queen replies that he is, and that she had thought of many names for him. Regenerati? Or perhaps Pior Day? Jack notes her fondness for Latin. Those are awful names. Those are the <laughs> dumbest names I've ever heard. They're almost as bad as Gerardi. Yeah. I was thinking about calling you the Castrati. Wait, what? What? <laughs> because you're dickless, you see? You see, I took off your balls before you reached puberty. Now you have a, now you're a Castrato. <laughs> you have a voice that can only... <laughs> yeah. um, terrible name. So, 
Um, so Jack notes her fondness for Latin, but replies he is neither her rebirth nor a child of God. How? Why are people still doing Latin in the future? That's dumb as hell. Yeah. Uh, she replies that this was why he was going to be called Vox, not Locutus. The one who speaks, but the voice itself. She knows he has felt it too and urges him to believe in it. He raises his phaser, which is actually a cool phaser. It's one of the old style phasers, but mm-hmm. kind of modern. Uh, saying he believes in mercy and intends to grant a mercy of sorts as though he's going to kill the Borg Queen. Come on, dude. <laughs> the Queen is suspended above him, and it doesn't show her face, uh, telling him that she sees in him what Vatic also saw, uh, an end and the vindication of both of their species, to take everything back from those who live their lives like shattered glass, she says. She laughs, saying that if it were possible for him to kill her, he would have already. Jack screams in rage at his predicament before finally dropping his phaser. The queen urges him to end his struggle and join her, reminding him that resistance is futile. Resistance is futile. Little assimilation cubes or uh, cables descend from the ceiling and connect to Jack, turning his eyes black. You love to see it. Yep. Good job, Jack. You, you really stood your ground there and defeated the Borg Queen. Yeah, I know. Really good plan, Jack. Yeah, he basically was just like, just do it. Yeah. Like he, and, uh, but I, I, I fucking hate this so much. <laughs> but it does seem, yeah, like I think you mentioned, like, yeah, it's Alice Krieg that's returned as, as mm-hmm. the Borg Queen. And, and it doesn't show her. Um... So I'm, 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 I, I think it would be probably be cool if, if she actually doesn't have any more flesh. I mean, that'd be cool. Yeah, if because well, I mean, we don't know that she actually. I mean, I thought she did die. Yeah, but then she came back for for Voyager, which was after that. Yeah, so, I don't know. I don't know, man. <sighs> Who knows? But but didn't show her face, so I'm wondering if it is just going to be like a talking skull, which would probably be pretty badass. But I, guess, I did, I did but like it's... that. Did show like that the Borg ship looked very shitty. Yes. And, like, there was no Borg on the ship, like, meaning I guess they're all dead and it's only the Borg queen that's left alone, which... Oh, uh, it, it hasn't really shown any of that, though. No. So, I don't know. I don't know. There might might not be. I don't know. But, uh, well, I think, uh, I think that's a good place to, uh, take a, take a little break. Nice little cliffhanger there. <laughs> um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, skip ahead 90 seconds if you don't want ads. I don't like to listen to ads either. Bye! Hey. So aboard, uh, we're back. Uh, if you don't want ads, uh, patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs. Yes. Cool. Uh, aboard the Titan, Jordy explains to Beverly that he and Data have been looking over the intel that Raffi recovered from the Shriek before its destruction and have discovered Starfleet code inside Picard's DNA. More specifically, Data adds transporter code. Correct. Uh, <laughs> Beverly tells the computer to cross-reference the code with the transporter system of the Titan. So when they said genetic code, they changed his DNA to have computer code in it? I'm guessing they turned his DNA sequence into, into a computer, pro- into an app. Into an app. And so, so they needed Jack to activate Correct. Them all? Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
so that's that's so really like this this episode wouldn't have happened Mm -hmm. if he just never went there yeah if jack was like i'm gonna stay on this ship and be mad yeah actually the end the end you know what the most responsible thing i can do because like this entire time he's been like feeling guilty about people sacrificing their lives for him yes and now he's going to sacrifice everybody's life for him. Yeah, he's he's literally probably about to kill as many people as Lakutis did. Oh, way more. But I think I think the whole pro- fleet wasn't at Wolf three five nine. Yeah, yeah. Only only part of like only the active fleet wow. at that time that could get there was at Wolf three five nine. Damn, he's making himself he's making himself into Lakutis Junior. Oh no, he's he's turning himself into the entire Lakutis family. <laughs> yeah. Dun 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 dun. Da-na-na-nut, da-na-na-nut, da-na-na-nut. Going to nut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Borg sperm. Borg sperm. Borg sperm, baby. So. How? I'm sorry. <laughs> how, how, how could they not notice? How could they not notice? His DNA changed and Starfleet Medical is like, uh, well, we didn't have your DNA records from before, I guess, but you're, it's, I mean, we don't, uh, there's nothing visible. Yeah, there's I kind of hate, hate that they did that because now it now makes them look like complete fools. No, and th- like, they I, are complete fools. I, I, I liked it better. And the Borg are complete fools. I liked it better if like, yeah, like, okay, Picard went through that, got medically cleared, returned back, and that was fine. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I believe that. I believe that Star, Starfleet Medical probably did return him back with a clean bill of health. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, yeah, but he has this thing in his brain mm-hmm. that when replicated and put into code, can make people be able to uh, be activated by the Borg, but mm. they can't activate Picard by it at all? Because I guess they have to have Jack to activate it. But it's like th- the the planning behind this in the timeline is like they have so much time and they just didn't act on it until the very last minute. And yeah. It's wild. Yeah, and really like everything happening is by complete chance. Yes. <laughs> it's just like, wow, I can't believe that worked. Yeah, and it's like Jack going to the Borg is the dumbest decision of all time. Yeah. And it makes him a little pissy brat who needs to die. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think they're going to kill him, but he needs to die. He's dumb as hell. He's dumb as hell. This this, this boy, this white boy dumb as hell. Man, what you you this white boy doing? Take a ship. If if they bring him back for like Star Star Trek, I keep wanting to call it Star Wars, Mm -hmm. Star Trek Legacy, um, he's probably going to be one of the most hated people. And and mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, the Federation like, yeah. cool. like they're like, wait a minute, you had they people were telling you not to go, you uh-huh. were safe, you were in, you were guarded, mm-hmm. like by a by a Starfleet ship, one of the best in the fleet. He's, he's locutus without an excuse. Yeah, is what he's, it lo- is. he's locutus without an excuse. Yeah, like he could like like he's wait, lo- you, could have, you could have just not gone. Yeah, straight up. It's like it's like if uh, Locutus happened because Picard like went to the Borg ship and it was like, uh, "I I can kill the Borg Queen. <laughs> yeah. come, come out and I'll fight you." Like uh, what? Uh, what? what are you doing? I challenge you to hand to hand fisticuffs. <laughs> come out, you knave! I'm go- <laughs> I'm going to butter your bean and serve it to you cold. <laughs> All right, now before you do, I'm going to bend down and tie my shoes. Don't no assimilating me. <laughs> no, of the, none of that funny business. I know you Borg, your type. Oh, oh, oh okay. And yeah, I'm a slimy. Okay. Oh, yep. oh, well, I, I, I am low cute as a Borg. I, I walked into that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, this because, oh, it's so stupid. Yeah, he could have just not gone. 
What was he thinking he was going to accomplish? So the computer finds uh, that the code <laughs> was part of uh, the transporter architecture. Data explains that to simplify the process of millions of data points, the system stores coding common to all species, and Picard's Borg-altered DNA was now considered common biology in the transporter system. No one caught that? Like, I feel like there's like that's just showing, like, the incompetence of everyone in Starfleet. Absolutely. Like, there's nobody monitoring any of these systems. No. Like, someone can just go in and change something so vital and doesn't set off an alarm. It's, I mean, it's... <laughs> like, it doesn't set off any sort of, like... And that's another reason why they can't tell you how many changelings there are is because, like, oh, yeah, I guess, like, they've taken control of every single system in Starfleet. Then why do they need the Borg? <laughs> yeah. Why? They yeah. can infiltrate Starfleet so deeply that no one knows that they're anywhere, and they also control basically everything, but still they need the Borg to also control basically everything? The Borg that are threatening them and are more powerful than them and that they're being submissive to? I don't get it. Yeah, I would have actually liked it if they didn't include the Borg. They just stole a part of a Borg technology. That would be interesting. Because, and then, like, and then, like, they... They work the Borg technology for their own benefit, for the changelings' own benefit. Yeah, or or changelings. Yeah, that basically like Vatic is basically like a changeling Borgish queen. Yeah, like you know some, yeah. something that like speaks to a, a collective of other changelings mm -hmm. that also have this Borg technology within them. Yeah, that would be interesting. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, like they could have realized that they could have passed on like some sort of like disease or like something to to people in Starfleet. Yeah. Um, uh, through through this stolen Borg tech, but they didn't mm. need to include the include the Borg at all. No, they really didn't. Because <laughs> that would make it make more sense and make the changeling get look your more sense competent. out of here. Yeah, it would make everything everybody look more competent. But yeah. they need to shit on all of Trek, I guess. Yes, so, whatever. So Beverly realizes what the entire plan was the entire time, using the changelings to infiltrate starships to introduce the code into the transporter system to add the new Borg DNA into everyone of every species who ever used a transporter. The Borg had essentially been assimilating the entire fleet without anyone ever knowing it. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So the Titan comes out of warp in Earth orbit. As Shelby continues her summation of the new fleet formation system, which Riker thinks more uh, like a firing squad. Yeah. The computers then blare out a warning and mirror reports that it was just as expected. The fleet is trying to commandeer their systems. Shaw calls for immediate countermeasures, but... Esmar reports that the automation is shutting them out, and they are about to lose their communications. Picard orders emergency hailing frequencies to the entire fleet. Weird that they didn't shut that system out. <laughs> uh, so he reports that, yeah, especially after, you know, like the living construct and stuff, you should not be allowing fucking hostile vehicles to do full fleet addresses. Come on. Come on now. Please. Yeah. Motherfucker, please. <laughs> Straight up. This shit's so dumb. It's like whoever did this did not watch Prodigy at all. And it sucks because Prodigy's so much better than this. 
Also, what's to keep anybody from just going in and doing this? Like, just being, like, interrupting the festivities. Really nothing. Yeah. Hmm. Just, like, Picard, like, no, everyone has to listen to me now. Yeah. So, Picard reports that the changeling infiltration has made them vulnerable to the Borg. Um, Shelby, or, uh, Admiral Shelby hills directly and urges her to trust him, or he urges her to trust him, even if the message sounds desperate. However, her connection is immediately lost, and Mirror reports a massive energy spike. Guess what it is? It's a Borg cube! Turning those engines up, baby. Yeah, powered by powered by the dumbest man in the world's brain. Yeah, and so <laughs> yeah. It, it sends out a signal that causes Seven to double over in pain, uh, as she is able to detect it through her remaining implants, which is why she should not be in Starfleet. Yeah. She is obviously still susceptible to the Borg in many ways. Into where they they can disable her through fucking turning on their engine. <laughs> like, um, well, it's kind of like when you have a pacemaker and you stand near a microwave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> She's like, oh, God. That's why they don't let people with pacemakers fly fucking jet planes. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> there's a good reason for that, dude. So data examines uh, the simulation data showing that the Borg genetic material did not propagate in species past a certain point in their developmental cycle. Specifically, after their cerebral cortex develops, which uh, for humans is around age 25, or sorry, when the frontal cortex stops developing, uh, which men, means it will not affect old people. Uh, <laughs> so basically people that are 26 years old, you're fucking ancient. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, um, which meant it would not affect any of the people uh, that they hired to be in this, this season. Yeah. Uh, I, except, well, I mean, uh, obviously Jack Crusher's character, but not his actor. Yeah. So um, it would affect y younger members of the crew, though. So Jordy is immediately worried about his two daughters, her 25 or younger. On the bridge, Shaw calls for red alert, but Mira does not respond to his commands. Nor does Sydney, is both of their faces writhe with Borg nanoprobes. They're getting assimilated. They're getting assimilated. They're now. getting assimilated. So, how? Where do these nano nanoprobes come from? They're uh, being communicated telepathically. Uh, I think they're they get put in the blood, um, like when they get transported. So, like it just. The transporter is the transporter creates them. Uh, it puts it has them in, in storage, and no one ever ever notices this. That, yeah, that's why I'm like, okay, so like you have to imagine the Starfleet code is probably being monitored constantly by the computer itself. Yep. Then there's also has to be like. Like, uh, like an they, incredibly powerful AI, probably. Yeah, and one thing you you don't see a lot is just like the day to day, just people just doing like Co what, what you yeah. think would what would mm. exist is like people just doing like IT maintenance, just like the maintenance on the actual systems that mm -hmm. that that make up all of Starfleet, and th they make this decision, this 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 change that affects all of Starfleet and like even now mm -hmm. like when people code like you know <laughs> there's there's like a, a, a note of like something appears if like you make any sort of change they, so <laughs> Star, like, Starfleet obviously two things they do not have at all yeah they do not have an HR department no and so they, they don't have security guards they, they don't have they don't have <laughs> infosec at all they have no. no information security department whatsoever yeah they don't care how secure their data and information is and whose hands it gets into yeah someone could have like fucking 
put in a code to give everyone cat ears and a cat tail. <laughs> no one would have noticed. Um, we'll be right back. Sydney <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, LaForge turns around, uh, now a Borg, and emotionally speaks with the voice of the collective. Jordy tries to find his daughter Alondra, but the computer warns that her life signs no longer register as human. She too has been affected. Communications return for a brief moment, and Shelby frantically reports that something was happening to her crew as well. Two members of the Enterprise F crew immediately shoot her dead before the connection is again lost. So apparently she wasn't a changeling or anything, and mm. she was like in charge. She's a fleet admiral, so she's the very top of admirality here. And she was the person who's like, yeah, it's cool if these all communicate. So she wasn't compromised. She just made the dumbest decisions an admiral can possibly make. That, that's why I thought it would reveal that she would be a changeling, considering nope. she came up with this. Just like, dumb. Which Riker said talks about how dumb the formation is yeah like they all like that's stupid that's the dumbest formation i've ever seen and then like and like and they talk about you know she was you know shelby was like an up-and-coming she was the smartest like she was so smart yeah uh, she, like, she was like she's she like she like had a like legit like uh uh um you know, play for his position and stuff. yeah yeah and like she was the new riker and uh, honestly I would have been fine if they would have like not let Picard back into Starfleet and it would have been Captain Riker and, and fucking Shelby. And Shelby is yeah. the first commander. That would have been awesome. Yeah, like she like she was like a smart person. That's why like I thought considering the dumb decisions that she was making, I was just like, "Oh yeah, obviously she's a changeling." Exactly, yeah. she's she's just she's just doing like the final master stroke. She's just doing the final changeling. Um, no, just uh, a cam it's just a cameo. Yeah, they just, just needed a cameo. And then they shot her to death. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so Shaw and Picard both realize that Starfleet has been assimilated. The bridge crew all begin droning, eliminate all unassimilated, because they're zombies. Uh, yes. Seven, they're saying brains in a different way. Yeah, uh, brains. Seven quickly disarms and disables one officer about to fire on Riker, and Shaw takes up a phaser. It's weird that Seven doesn't, like, merc this person. Yeah. It's the first time she hasn't murked, like, an enemy combatant here. I know, yeah, and considering last season she slowly drove a, um, a knife into a man's throat. That, that was a mercenary, though, right? A mercenary taken over by the Borg. That's true. And also... That's different from a Starfleet. And also, also that person also, was in the past, which could irrevocably change <laughs> yeah, everything. So. Yeah, she comes back and, like, five people, like, a bunch of people have disappeared. Mm -hmm. History's completely different. Yeah. And it's like, because who knows how what decisions he could have made. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. like... Um, but, yeah, like... Yeah, but considering, like, all the people that she shot in cold blood, like, in the first season, shot her ex-girlfriend to death mm -hmm. at close range... So you know. <laughs> Shaw takes up a phaser and uh, orders everyone to set their weapons to stun only as they quickly free the flee the bridge. Uh, Borg adapt real quickly, right? Yes. Would, yeah, so I don't... That's not going to work, buddy. Well, I, I kind of don't think, like... I think they just have the nanoprobes. They don't have a lot of the protection stuff. That's... I mean, what's... What do you mean? Because uh, I think, like, they just, like... They don't have, like, the stuff that get, creates the shields. I think just being a Borg is kind of a shield because they can breathe in space and shit. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No, I kind of feel like that is weird because you think like their, their flesh components would just freeze instantly. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. And then and, they wouldn't and, be able to be human again because, like, yeah, just, all their shit's like freezer burn. Oh, yeah, it would just shatter. <laughs> yeah, like, like they were just. It's like, like, like it would, it would, like all the also all the oxygen would just be like sh- sucked out of their out of their body. That's very true. Yeah, they shouldn't be able to exist in space. No, they that's shouldn't. that's that. I mean, they don't do that in here though. So that's neither here nor there. That's yeah. that's for us to go back and talk about in our first contact. So. <laughs> yes. Um. So. <clears throat> Uh, Esmar, speaking for the crew, is a Borg now, uh, reports to the Collective that they have control of the Titan. So on the turbo lift, Shaw wonders why they hadn't been assimilated, and Seven replies, uh, with all the gray hair between them, it must have skipped a generation. <laughs> very, very funny. Very, very funny. Picard knows they cannot save the ship or the rest of the fleet from inside. This is also such a, like, a boomer fantasy. This is yeah like, it, 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 yeah uh, so so right after this happened I uh, I wrote on on our Discord this is uh, this isn't Star Trek this is S T A A R P Trek yeah. <laughs> it's like the only people that can feed them are the old oh yeah this is like true grit this is just like also like I don't know if you've seen that shitty movie Battlefield or um or um no or um or Battleship no I, ha- uh, I haven't uh, well they like they um. Aliens. Oh no! I've I've heard a review of it. Yeah, yes. it's like the old fucking war vets are the only one who have like the know how, like the, the actual Korean war vets yeah, that they got actually, for the movie this, somehow. This is actually, yeah, it's battleship because like yeah, because like they can't use the modern day ships because um, because uh, they they've been the, taking control of, of by, by the, the aliens. aliens. Yeah, and yeah. So the so the only ones that the, they have to use the old technology, the World War Two, the one ships. in the fleet museum. Yeah, yeah, and and then use the World War Two. Oh ships my god! Operated by oh old my people. god! God, dude, fucking Terry Matullis <laughs> literally ripped off Battleship. I think he did. That's amazing. Incredible work, sir. I mean, you know, you know, you know what they say: if you're gonna steal art, <laughs> steal from something no no one's ever seen. Yeah. I gotta give him credit. Dude knows how to steal. Dude, dude knows how to steal. Except both of us know the plot for that movie, so <laughs> yeah. you can't get away with it, Terry. We're gonna tell the world he stole from Battleship. You lost this time, Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> so in the turbo, uh, now we already got that. So um, the Riker agrees that they have to escape from the Titan. Uh, and the lift stops at deck four in the midst of a firefight. Shaw urges Seven to close the door and proceed to deck 11. So as they do, an emergency transmission comes in from Captain Ben Bassat from the USS Excelsior, who reports he and his crew have managed to retake their own bridge. However, the automated system takes the ship out of formation right into the crosshairs of the rest of the fleet. The captain is requesting that whoever is listening tell his family about him before the Excelsior is destroyed the collective report the excelsior is eliminated and the fleet-wide assimilation is now complete bum, bum, bum. so picard angrily demands the communication is terminated so jack is now responsible for the lives of everybody on the excelsior well done jack well done jack well done Congra- jack. congratulations we'll add it to the running tally you're uh, killing more people than your dad did well done i mean yeah you know it's uh that's a legacy that's a family business i guess is killing everybody in starfleet <laughs> yeah Killing everybody in my Starfleet is the family business, and the family business is good. <laughs> the family f- business is booming. All right. So um, Picard angrily demands that the communications be terminated. Riker wonders how Ben Bassat was able to get a message out in the first place. 
Really good question. Yeah. Uh, Shaw recognizes the channel is 99 Delta, a maintenance channel, specifically for janitors. <laughs> An idea comes to him, and they all dress up as janitors and transport to different ships. No. <laughs> the Borg would attack us because we're janitors, and they need the, they need the ship clean. Yeah. They, no one likes a messy ship. <laughs> what you doing going to assimilate me? I'm just a janitor. I'm just minding my business, just mopping here. Just mop, 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 <laughs> mop, 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 mop. <laughs> That's my mopping song, mop, mop. What? You think I'm not a janitor? Why else would I have a mopping song? <laughs> so, um, uh, an idea comes to him, and he changes the destination of the turbo lift to the maintenance deck. No guards, and thus no drones will be there. And there was a repair shuttle that they could escape with. Picard reaches out to anyone who may be listening to meet them on the sub-level maintenance corridor. The fleet, which is like, wait, they can hear that on the comms. They're going to, I mean, if you're in control of the ship, why would you let them leave? Good, good question. Why did they let Jack leave and why is the crew letting them leave? They have control of the bridge. They do. They have control of everything. Uh, also, how did they get control of the bridge? Mm, good question. Who gave them control of the bridge? Just like Vatic, apparently they don't have any failsafe. If you just walk onto the bridge and start giving orders, you're in control of the bridge. And and and, and established. Like, that's a thing. Like, it established in, what, the first episode? First or second episode? Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, Shaw had to give control give, of the like, ship over to Riker. Yes. Like he, he had, had to do codes and shit. Yeah. Yep. And I think the only other way it would work was if Shaw dies, but it would go to the next in command. Correct. Like it would go to go to seven and like, cause like, you know, like the computer could monitor no, it's, his, it's, his, his life. <laughs> it's, it's the, um, it's the rule of look at me. I'm captain now. It's yes. that meme, you know? If you, if you say you're captain, you're captain. That's just how a spaceship works. Yeah. The computer doesn't have a choice. The computer can't lock you out of controls if it doesn't recognize you as the captain. That would make, like, um, fucking, what's the word I'm looking for? Sense? Yeah. Yeah, that w- no. I mean, it, it makes, And then they'd also have sense. to have the voice of Magel Barrett instead of Terry Metallus' wife! It would make sense, you know, like, it showed in, like, you know, past ones, you know, in Stranger Worlds, you know, Captain mm-hmm. Angel takes control of of the ship and mm-hmm. like um it's like okay well you think like you know yeah you fix fix that one you That's- fix that you're like hey we have this vulnerability mm-hmm. in the system where you know anyone can just go and can take control of the ship well mm. you know we have like this we established in the second episode that control has to be manually given mm-hmm. by by voice command yep to someone else to transfer to transfer uh so, so the computer recognizes and, and responds to those commands. Right, and it'd be one thing if it were a a changeling who's like, you know, fucking pretending to be someone else, which would have, if they just had a scene where Vatic changes into Shaw real quick mm-hmm. and then gives, like, commands to the computer to do stuff and then goes back, it, that would have made sense, okay? Yeah. But they didn't. No. Vatic just had control of the ship and all its systems out of nowhere. Yeah. And was able to just like start murking people just S- by shutting down systems. And now Esmar is that her name? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, she's like a fucking like an ensign or like a, yeah. a junior lieutenant or something. Yeah. Suddenly, just has control of the entire fucking ship. Yeah. And and and. <laughs> yeah, and all all these people who are twenty five years old or younger, mm-hmm. which 
at most, they're going to be like a lieutenant. Yeah. All of them suddenly have control of all the ship's systems on every single ship? How? Mm -hmm. How did that happen? I am very confused. And, and it seems like there's no one over the age of 25 on these ships. That's a very good point, too, which doesn't make any sense. I mean, no. it, would, it would make sense if they explained it in a way that, like, I don't know, a few years earlier, there was, like, almost an extinction, like a, a Wolf 359. Yeah. If that was, like, a few years earlier, mm -hmm. that would make sense. Only people coming out of Starfleet Academy, because you get out of Starfleet Academy, you know, 21, 22. Yeah. And so these are people within their first three or four years in Starfleet. Yeah. And so you're not even going to have any, like, doctors or anything like that. No. Because, like, you know, Bashir got out of Starfleet uh, in his late 20s because he yeah. was a doctor. And so. No one's taking a gap year or anything. They're not being like, you know, before I joined, you know, after I just graduated Starfleet Academy, you know, I'm going to take a year off. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Because you, you live in a post-scarcity environment. You can do that if you wanted mm -hmm. to. Wild. You could just be like, I'm going to travel around and then join and go back to Starfleet, you know? But yeah. No. You, you know, you, you could really just, like, stick around until like until your 30s and be like, all right i'll settle down for starfleet <laughs> it could be but like for some reason these ships are only manned by very very young people yeah people under the age of 25 yeah that's oh, why i was thinking like how it's like a boomer fantasy because it's like all all the all the millennials and gen z get taken over by by you know and and like and it's only and it's the only old people that gotta take over i mean and you look at like you know other shows the next generation um I don't think there's anyone under 25 in there. No. No. In the cast. I mean, well, obviously, Wesley Crusher. Yeah, Wesley Crusher. But yeah. he's the boy. Yeah. And he's he's part of family that's mm -hmm. on there. And then, like, I don't know, like, a fucking DS9. I mean, there are kids there, but that's because it's not a fucking ship. Yeah, all the senior staff would probably be older than 25. Oh, all of them. Yeah. Like, all of the actual staff that we see on there, all older than 25. Yeah, usually, like, the, the younger people were always, like on helm right right exactly they're on something where they're only taking orders yeah so i don't understand how all of these fucking kids have the access codes to everything it doesn't make any sense don't let's make no be honest sense. it doesn't make any sense folks let's be honest <laughs> i mean i guess you know they just kill everyone who's not assimilated until they get to someone who is assimilated to take control of the ship mm -hmm. i guess that does make sense yeah if they read everyone okay whatever Whatever, man. Whatever. But, I mean, they didn't kill all the people before uh, t saying they had control of the Titan. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone was still on the ship, and they're like, we have control of the Titan, even though Shaw wasn't shot yet. Oh, yeah. So the captain of the ship was still on the ship alive, hmm. and they just said, we have control of the Titan, and they have control. That's it. Interesting. No, it's not interesting. It's bad writing, <laughs> Pat. It's the opposite of interesting. It's, yeah, it's and fucking and, dog and, shit, and Shaw didn't even be like... <clears throat> Computer, uh, take you know, like direct, direct ship, uh, ship control somewhere else. Yeah, or fucking, I don't know, self destruct. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, shut up, computer. Yeah, don't, don't do, oh, don't, don't, just don't say the don't word. Say the word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> they, uh, Shaw recognizes the channel is ninety nine Delta maintenance channel. Decides they should go to the maintenance level. Um, Picard reaches out to anyone who may be listening to meet them on the sublevel maintenance corridor. The fleet, now joined by the Titan, sends a transmission to Earth, calling on the weak and willful to submit to them as their strongest. All of Starfleet are now Borg, and then they say, Starfleet, 
is now Borg, and it's the worst line, and it's the worst <laughs> delivery, and it made me want to kill you. Also, they wouldn't, I don't know, they would just say, like, we are Borg. Like, there was no, like, Starfleet is Borg. It would just that, be that's like, the thing. It's Yeah, they don't recognize other entities after they are assimilated. Yeah, they are just, like, yep. them. Yep, so as the uh, trouble lift halts at its destination, uh, they are met by Jordy, Data, Beverly, Raffi, Troy, and Worf. So now we have like the entire cast here, basically, except yeah. Jack. So uh, the latter four all have phasers in their hands, and Troy is relieved, uh, saying she has never been so glad to see so many wrinkles, Hell except yeah. when she sees Riker's dick. <laughs> Um, yeah, she's all them crinkly balls. Oh, yeah. That, he got a long foreskin with a lot of wrinkles. Looks like a bald man fucking scrunching his forehead. Looks like a bald man. Looks like, an, like a 90-year-old man ate a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real lemon party, folks. Oh, hell yeah. So, Jordy is trying to get the door to uh, repair Shuttle Bay open and also worries about his daughters because, you know, they're bored now. Um Picard assures him that they would be saved, but first they have to get off of the ship. Riker worries about the fleet taking over the shuttle, but Data points out that the shuttles are autonomous, not affected by the new system. Yeah, but but they can still be, you know, like caught in a tractor beam or fired upon or <laughs> yeah. not let out of the shuttle bay, maybe. I don't know. There's yeah. things they can do. Yeah, why didn't they get fired on? writing uh seven (laughs) seven agrees they got got really strong plot armor seven agrees uh with data saying the robot is right excuse (laughs) me what the robot you want to talk about humanity and like dead naming and shit we just got through a whole thing data did look offended offended he was super offended he was like what bitch like he's like really like since he's 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 she's straight up pulaski'd him yeah, he's, he's, he's just as much synth as Picard is, and, like, Picard's not called the robot. Fucking, he's, I'm, yeah, he's just as much human as, uh, arguably just as much human as fucking Seven is. Yeah. If not more so. Yeah. So he so was I, never a fucking board. Considering, like... I mean, I guess he, well, he wasn't. I don't know why they just didn't, like, have, like the Borg assimilate the synth technology. I feel that would be stronger than anything. And, it, yeah. It's and all, that, would, that, that would easily make passable... That, you, they wouldn't even need the changelings, right? And they it's could, like they could have they could have put passable synths throughout Starfleet. Absolutely, yeah, would have not been difficult because would, but that would have been like Battlestar Galactica, as you said. Yeah, which <laughs> you know whatever, been better than this man. Yeah, really. So yeah, great. The robot, call him the robot. Sure, <laughs> don't don't let him have a name. That's fine. So, Worf questions how a single shuttle can take on an entire fleet, but Jordy has a better idea. As he returns to work on the door... By the way, I, I just got to point out, this whole this whole fucking Seven thing, calling him a robot, this just proves the whole fucking thing was bullshit in the first place. It had not... Uh, God. The whole deadnaming argument was such dog shit, and this just puts the fucking cherry on it. This is like... Oh, you can't dead name Seven, and then Seven just uh, you know refers to someone by not their name. Call, yeah. Calls them an object. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, great. She <laughs> she didn't learn any fucking lessons about humanity. No. And respect. Nope. She's she's immune from that. They call me Data out of respect, <laughs> bitch. Like, come on, man. That's just not okay. Yeah, he's like. He's, he's the most advanced AI 
mm-hmm. in existence. And he's like, he's coming to a place where he's like becoming human, basically. Yeah, he has. He's he just has the, as much human as Picard is. He has the full range of emotions. He can make contractions. He's got the exact same type of brain as Picard does, yeah. and all of the memories of his life, which yeah. is all that Picard is. He Picard is Picard is the robot, just as much as Data is. Yeah. What the fuck, lady? <laughs> Dude, fuck Seven. Seven's an idiot. <laughs> I mean, the, the writers are idiots. The writers are idiots. Se- Seven's fine. Seven was fine all up until Picard started being written, and now she's a murderous asshole. Yeah. They, they kind of brought her back to how she kind of was in Voyager. You know, she's using her wits and her brains somewhat. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah, because, nice. yeah, she was smart. And, like, yeah. Yeah, now she's like really human, but still identifies with the Borg, even though the Borg are still trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. Dude, what what is going on with that? She has an implant in her head, and Starfleet's like, I mean, we have to worry about the Borg every other year, pretty much. But um, yeah, yeah fine. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, yeah, you just uh, we'll put you in se- second in command of a ship. Yeah. Yeah. So if if you kill the captain, you're in charge then. Yep. I mean, uh, if you, if the captain dies, is what. We <laughs> yeah. Um. Hmm. So, Jordy hopes that the shuttle has enough power to uh, get them to where they're going. But Data wonders how Jordy is sure there hasn't already been destroyed. And when Jordy tells him to think more positively, Data half-jokingly replies, Well, in that case, I hope we die quickly. Which was actually a pretty good line. I, I, like I did that. laugh. He's yeah. like, I hope we die quickly. It, it, was, it was good delivery. It was very. It was actually pretty Data-like, which I liked. Yeah. Uh, it's like, clearly, he's still trying to get, still getting used to emotions. and. So, whoever wrote this episode, go fuck yourself. Mm. But that line wasn't bad. Um, As the firefight continues, Shaw urges Beverly and Riker to go. War follows not long after as Shaw then tells Picard to go. He takes a phaser blast to the chest. Great. Okay. Well, awesome. Killing off the... The only likable character. The only (laughs) relatable character they gave us. Okay. The only only person who didn't make just a a chronology of dog shit decisions episode after episode he he was the person i was most looking forward to in each episode yeah because i'm like like, he's the only person who is not taking the writer's shit i mean he's he's basically like standing for what are they are they really doing this now he's like he's like stop stop doing this he's like he's like the writer's like conscience he's right he's just like he, he's the one, he's the rational part of their brain. Like when they write this dog shit and then they, they have that nagging part of their brain. It's just like, that's dumb. <laughs> and, it's like, and Shaw was, maybe you stole that from 24 and they're like, no, dude, you are motherfucking writing battleship. Yeah. <laughs> you are writing battleship. And then yeah. like, they're just like, dur, 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 dur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm going to ignore you, Shaw. Oh, well, uh, it's okay. I'll just write a space uh, space opera about, uh, you know, the, 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 the board game about the battleships. <laughs> what? That, God, I hate this. I hate it. I hate it so much. So, um, <clears throat> um, Shaw, Shaw gets murked here. Seven tells Picard to go, but he refuses to leave without everyone. Seven urges him to find a way out of this, and Raffi backs her up, also choosing to stay behind. As Seven tries to reach out to her captain, Shaw tells her 
it was not his ship anymore, but hers, and says, you have the con, seven of nine. It's, that, that was, you know, I think, you know, we all saw this coming, like, that was going. Yeah. But I kind of figured. Yeah, like, I, I love how now he's literally being killed by a Borg, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. I respect you identifying as a Borg after all. Shut the fuck up. I think it would have been better, though, if it had come from him at the end when he's alive. And he is he is calling it in like not in death and like in a final in a in a deathbed um, redemption, not a deathbed redemption type, but actually him like like referring to her as as, you know, equals yeah. as as, you know, a sign of respect. I think that would have had more in meaning instead yes. of just like a deathbed redemption type. Right. Because now, yeah, he's he's the fucking 11th hour guy who's like, yeah. A deathbed, redemp- a deathbed confession guy. He's yeah. like, I've done a lot of bad things in my life and never believed in Jesus, but uh, if, you, I, if you're saying I can get into heaven, like, fuck <laughs> off, man. Like, it would have been way cooler if he stuck to his guns or, or been like something like, fuck every single Borg except for you, and then died. <laughs> That'd be funny if he's just like, Seven, come closer. Or come closer. And then she's like, comes and he spits in her face. And <laughs> just coughs blood in her face. Yeah. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. From hell's heart, I stab it. <laughs> like, yeah, like. I, Suck my dick in hell. Like, killing off Shaw. Like, you know, they killed off the Butch Vulcan last episode. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, no emotional impact either time. Yeah. I mean, the first time I was both both times I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. I wasn't like I, it didn't br- it didn't make me feel like any real emotion. Like I honestly, I felt a lots more emotion like during the the final Q speech of the last season, <laughs> yeah. which was fine, but not yeah. great and kind yeah. of meandering. And it's like and this was just like you killed a character I liked and I felt nothing. How? Well, that's because also like by this point, he has basically not appeared in like true the last three episodes. Last three episodes, yeah. he's just kind of been in the back. And yep. was, I thought I, I did like how, like before this, when it showed them all on the bridge, like they just keep adding more chairs next to the captain's chairs. Yeah. So yes, they just, do. So it's just like there's Shaw, there's Picard, there's Riker, there's Deanna. That's like a like, drum circle at this yeah, point. It's a drum circle. It's just like okay, so he's been pretty much edged out of being yep. captain from the from right from almost the get go, like. Mm-hmm. Like and it's just sad because I thought his character was cool. I liked I liked it like I liked him a lot and uh, yeah, killing him off sucked and yeah, it, it sucked because it, it would have been more impactful if he had been given more to do leading up to his death. Yes, because instead of just being like the background guy who just groans and rolls his eyes. I mean, you know what it almost reminds me of is uh God I don't remember her name but the uh, the like android character on Discovery. Oh yeah 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 who is a great character but like. And also, like, Hammer on Strange yeah. New Worlds. Like, mm-hmm. good characters, but, like, they give them one good episode and then kill them off at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. I would have appreciated if if Shaw had lived. Like, yes, absolutely. And, you know, there's still hope because, you know, they just, like, cut away and don't go back to them for the entire episode. Uh, fucking Seven of Nine revived uh, Neelix with her implant. So who knows? She might be able to... That would be an interesting redemption if she used what was Borg of her to save his life. Oh. That would actually be fine storytelling. Yeah. And so I hope that happens. If they actually keep uh, Shaw dead, 
bad storytelling. No, it's going to cut back after all the events. It's going to cut back to his funeral, them shooting off into space. They're just <laughs> going to have a fuck ton of like torpedoes. There's going to be a stack of torpedoes on top of each other with like a, with, like, a crane just loading them up they, one they, by they, one. They just have like just a monogrammed initials on each other. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, we got two JMLs. Do you know the difference? Uh, uh, well, well, who, which JML is this? <laughs> uh, where's the barcodes, people? We need to have that. Like, oh, just the fire them off. We ran out of barcodes. We need QR codes now. Look, look, if we don't, if we don't, if we don't keep shooting them off, we're going to be here all day. All right, all right. We got, we got a schedule to keep. All right, all right. Next one. There's just a Genesis planet that's just <laughs> entirely covered in torpedoes, just stacked twenty high, <laughs> just like all poking out like like a pork, like it's a porcupine, just like all out of the surface. And then like, all right, launch Genesis three, bring it back to life. <laughs> and then we get a real Star Trek zombie. Film. Hell's yeah. No. <laughs> so as the shuttle leaves Titan, the entire fleet targets uh, Probert station and prepares to eliminate all of Earth's defenses and uh, does not notice the shuttle warping away from them. <laughs> The shuttle arrives at the Fleet Museum on Atlan Prime and approaches Hangar Bay 12, which they've mentioned a couple times. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, his, his daughter goes like, what about what's in Bang Hangar Bay 12? Bangor Bay 12. Bangor Bay 12. <laughs> um, so Jordy knows they need an older ship, one not affected by the new automation system. He had been intending this as a surprise, but decides that there's no time like the present. Inside the hangar, much... To the shock of Picard and the others, is a reconstructed Enterprise D, baby. Wow. Yeah, you actually were like, what? <laughs> uh, it was an interesting surprise, I'd say. I, I actually was not expecting this. I don't know about you. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, because I, I think I said what? Like, Picard's like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And like it's like yeah because like we I saw was like, it all come on come on come on <laughs> yeah but it's like yeah the alt the end all of mem member berries yes absolutely and you know <laughs> it, it, it plays a soft theme mm -hmm. and it, it's uh i don't know if you noticed but it played the like the 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 single horn doing the <laughs> or the fucking you know i'm sorry mm. the the just the the tng theme it did mm. that like five times mm. and i was just like shut up <laughs> we get it we know what that is <laughs> i've heard the theme before and um, you know what and that that harkens back to the first episode when everyone's like talking about the d they don't like the chunky one true nobody likes the chunky one baby mm -hmm. Everyone loves the D, though. So, uh, Jordy <laughs> explains uh, that they can thank the Prime Directive for having the ship reconstructed, as the saucer was recovered from Viridian 3 as um, to not influence the inhabitants of the system, which actually kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, he says he's spent the past 20 years... Uh, um, the past 20 years rebuilding the secondary hull, including nacelles taken from the USS Syracuse. Data finds it strange that he is having an emotional reaction to seeing the old ship again. And Troy assures him he was not the only one. It's weird that he's not having a stronger emotional reaction to his uh, daughters being turned into Borg and pretty much dying in front of him. Well, that was Data having the reaction. Oh, I'm sorry. You're, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so Jordy points out uh, that they could not use the uh, USS Enterprise-E and all eyes turn to Worf, who retorts... That what had happened was not his fault. <laughs> okay. 
That was actually a fun line. Um, he actually just like ate a, ate a bunch of chili. And they got they put all a bunch of farts in it, and they <laughs> the, fart out. the farts smell out. <laughs> Try to we covered it in vinegar. It still smells like farts. <laughs> we're using this. We're using this poisonous deodorizing spray. <laughs> <laughs> like and it's still not working. Um, so Jordy warns that there was still some hole work to be done. And the port nacelle cover was problematic, but both Riker and Beverly assure him uh, she was still beautiful all the same. The crew steps onto the bridge for the first time in 30 years, taking in the old but familiar sight. Data approaches the navigator station uh, before Worriedly, oh, and says, hello, old chair, uh, which is kind of fun, uh, yeah. before Worriedly looking back and asking if Jordy was sure she was not connected to the Starfleet mainframe. <laughs> Jordy when, he said, when he said, hello, chair, Jordy should have been like, are you sure he's as smart as he used to be? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jordy assures him he's positive, and the Enterprise D is the only functioning ship left in the fleet that is not connected. Uh, Worf remarks that he preferred the additional weapon systems on the Enterprise E, but admits the work Jordy had done is perfect. Um, as Picard approaches the dedication plaque, he wistfully mentions how it was not until that moment, with all of them there, that he realized what he had missed most. The carpet. <laughs> and everyone laughs. And I was like, oh, um, everyone, everyone, everyone's about to die. <laughs> Ev everyone you know is about to die or, or they're currently about, dying or they're about to kill everyone else and yeah, like um, people are still being killed on the ships and you're making a carpet joke yeah funny but also you know it kind of makes sense you know i can see like carpet being necessary almost on on ships like it, it provides traction so like you don't slip and fall okay <laughs> So I can I can see why he would miss the carpet, but also very bad timing. Yeah, very bad, bad timing. timing for a joke. Like <laughs> if I were in that crew, I would be like, seriously now? Yeah. Also, like you know, Data being like, "Hello, chair." Yeah. It's just like they're all like people are being killed on the ships. And like I, they I, they saw like when they were escaping the Titan, they saw the people i guess who are are not 25 years old being shot to death by the borg yeah they, they just people. saw admiral shelby <laughs> being murdered in front of them <laughs> and they saw a crew i'm sure some of, of which they knew i i forget the ship's name but that entire ship was obliterated yeah the, the fucking yeah. obliterated in front of their eyes yeah and they're having a fucking nostalgia mo like i i get it i get it terry Metalis. you want us to have those member berries and you need this moment somewhere in the show but you put it at a really weird, fucked up moment, dude. Yeah. You put it at the most weird and the most fucked up moment when there should not be any levity whatsoever. Yeah. It's weird to have levity here. <laughs> it's bad to have levity, I'd say, here. Yeah. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. What are you doing? They also take, they take their time getting on the ship, too. Oh, like, they, oh, they take their sweet fucking time. <gasps> oh, Literally, like, Picard takes time to look at the fucking plaque. This isn't a museum, but, I mean, it is a museum, but stop treating it like a museum. <laughs> Get the fuck out there and save the damn world, god damn it. Like, every second they waste, people on Earth are getting killed. <laughs> yeah, all of Earth is in danger. Like, does that also, that also implies... The people on Earth, like it showed in season one of Picard that transporters are very commonplace. They're everywhere. On Earth, yeah, yeah. Like people are just transporting everywhere. So that means everyone on Earth is also assimilated. That might be true. Unless 
Well, I'm, I'm sure, like, does that, because that does mean, like, the Earth transporter. Everyone who's, who's never used a transporter, and there are people who don't use transporters. Yeah. Which I guess is maybe why Vatic never, like, always refused to use a transporter. Yeah. I guess. And why Ro Lauren didn't use but, it either. But j- changelings don't have DNA. They can't have human-type DNA. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense for a, a changeling to have human-type DNA that can be changed permanently at will like that. That's that's a dumb idea. Yeah, that's a dumb dumb idea. But you know, we get to have them have their little. We're we're, we're glad that all the the old people are like busy reminiscing about the old times, while people are being shot to death and everyone's being assimilated on Earth. All mm-hmm. at least everyone under twenty five. So there's a bunch of bored children walking running around. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, just a, everyone old on Earth is being murdered at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holy fuck. Damn. That's grim. Yikes. All thanks to Jack Crusher. Hey, good job, angsty man. <laughs> so the crew, st- uh, yeah, they the fucking uh, God. Um, so Jordy assures Worf that uh, he was having the torpedo bays loaded as they spoke, and Picard uh, gives Picard the honors. Picard calls for the computer to initiate reactivation procedures, and the computer acknowledges, reporting that the Enterprise was now under the command of Captain Picard, who ha- happily accepts the field demotion. So, it, you know, um, the Enterprise D, this old fucking ship, has better security protocols than... <laughs> than Every single ship. Yeah, this old rust bucket with its lights and carpet and uh, and this is battle. This is battleship. This is battleship. This is battleship. This is the, this is the movie battleship. We need Rahana. Mm-hmm. We need some <laughs> Korean war vets. We need some Korean war vets. We did some war crimes to <laughs> stand there and look fire old. off the. Sh- oh man, I'm gonna watch that when I get home. Cool. So he. <laughs> I mean, if is it on your Plex server? It is. Uh, Hell yeah. Do, do, do you want to do a special episode where we do battleship? <laughs> you should, yeah. And, and draw all the, the parallels? Yeah. That would actually be really let's, funny. Let's, let's do, do it. After, after the season of Picard, we're going to do battleship. Hell yeah. There. Yeah, hell yeah. Fun, fun. Um, that's, that'll come up someday. So, um, <laughs> Captain Picard's happily to happy, happily accepts the field demotion to Captain. Uh, he looks at his old shipmates, saying he was reluctant to call on them to face this foe again, uh, which I think was really just like Terry Metalis speaking through the script. But Riker reminds him that they were the crew of the Enterprise. And not only in that, there is family. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Troy adds that Jack, Sidney, and Alondra are also their family, too, even though Jack uh, is endangering the entirety of human race because he's angsty. Yeah. Yeah, like what? What? How many um, people did Picard say he killed during the Wolf Three Five Nine? Like eleven thousand. Yeah, eleven thousand seven hundred. Yeah, eleven thousand. I so. mean, way more people than that have to be dead by now. Oh yeah, definitely. From, yeah, way across, across more. a ship wide and Earth wide. If, yeah. if it's affecting people on Earth, if absolutely. It, yeah, and the, and they're just killing everyone who's older than twenty five. Yeah, that's a lot of people. And then everyone else is just assimilated. They're zombies. Uh huh. Cool. Neat. Wait, like, yeah, it's like he's trying to outdo his dad, I guess. Yep, Riker says, uh, Jean Luc, wherever you go, we go. Cool. Oh, uh, oh, he's doing like the QAnon thing where we go, when we go <laughs> yeah. <off>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Q appears, it was me and on all the long, Mon Capitan. <laughs> um, so Picard orders his crew to their stations, Worf goes to tactical. Data goes to navigation. 
Jordy is at the helm, and Riker and Troy are on either side of him because they definitely need a ship's counselor in this in this <laughs> situation. It's very useful. Deanna, you just sit there and look busy. <laughs> you you just look pretty there, toots. Yeah. She's like, okay, I'll be in my chair. Let me let me go get that leotard. They should have had her take helm, and then Jordy go at least to engineering. That would where, make a lot where, more sense. Yeah. Where it would like Jordy would be more useful in engineering. Much more, yeah. So Picard orders his old crew to their stations. Um, Beverly reports systems ready. Well, what is she doing? She's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she should have been on helm. Yeah, and uh, Worf reports the same for weapons, though he says they're limited. Right? Why do they even have weapons on a museum ship? Yeah, why would you? Why would you stock it full of people? Well, I guess like um, Jordy did say, like I'm having like drones load the torpedoes now. Yeah, but why do they have torpedoes there in the first place? Yeah, why at the museum at all? Cause I, cause it I, doesn't I, make I, any I, sense. I, why? I, why I, do? I, why do you have weapons at a museum? That's a very good question. Why do you have mm. live ammunition and weapons? At a museum. Yeah, because at first I was like, oh, yeah, well, he's just, the, the, the what wasn't on there before, but Jordy is now having drones put them into the ship. But why are they at but the then, museum? But now it's just like, yeah, why are they at the museum at all? Well, yeah, why are they so close to being loaded into the ship at the museum? <laughs> Damn, imagine if there was a night at the museum type situation. <laughs> <laughs> just like all the ships come alive. Oh, my, oh my God, that's what they should have done with the Daystrom Institute. Oh. Oh, it's yeah. night, at, night at the museum type thing, and instead of fucking Moriarty and shit, it's just ben like, Stiller. yeah, yeah, you just, <laughs> you just get like Kirk's fucking old desiccated body just like slops along. It's like, he's <laughs> 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 like putting on different things. He's put, he puts like the the tribble on his head for as a toupee, <laughs> <laughs> and the Ben Stiller goes like, here we go again. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah like but i also cut maybe maybe the ship's museum still needs some form of armament armament just in case it's attacked <laughs> i don't know it's it's in deep it's in, it's like it's in deep federation space yeah what yeah it would make sense it would be in deep it's, federation space it's a, it's a museum like come on man yep anyway so <laughs> um Riker knows they would have to run, shoot, or hide, and they would need every bit of power to their shields. So he orders power to shields. As they clear the old space dock, Picard has data set a course for Earth and gives the order saying, Engage! Talking about the, remember the Motorola, uh, like cell phone slash mm. video game system, oh, yeah. Engage? Mm. Yeah, he's talking about the Engage. Hells yeah. And that's the end of the episode. He didn't say make it so, though. He didn't. No. No, he just said engage. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure I'll say make it so on the next. Who cares? Yeah. Do you cares? care? No. I don't care. I, 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 I have no faith this is going to be satisfying. No faith of the heart. <laughs> I, have, I have zero faith of the heart that I'm going to be satisfied by anything that happens in the next episode. No. And it's going to be great that I'm going to be seeing this in a room full of people. Also right. stinky after work. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be an IMAX theater full of Picard fans who were able to wait on the computer like me. Okay, so yeah, they're going to be just as smelly. They're going to be worse. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to smell like Axe body spray by comparison. <laughs> and by that, I mean annoying. 
<laughs> but yeah, we're, I'm going to see this in a crowd full of people who are probably excited to see this. And they're probably going to be hooting and hollering. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to be clapping their hands like seals. Remember this? Remember this? And it's going to drive me insane. But yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, I'm going to boo. <laughs> I'm going to boo when it's appropriate. And it's appropriate quite a few times here. Yeah. So we'll see what what happens. Let's not get kicked out. I'll try not to. Um, what uh, what was your feeling on this episode? <laughs> you know, I, I this episode has the same problem as the last one, mm-hmm. which is like it doesn't feel like there's a lot that actually happens. Correct. And it's a lot of discussions. A lot of discussions and dragging dragging out this thing where it, it feels like they they felt like they didn't have enough material. Yep. Because like there's a lot that could have just been like cut down like the first eight episodes of the season yeah yeah like they could have cut down a lot Mm -hmm. and then like fit in something because like i was hoping like the problem would be more or less resolved by towards the end of this episode it should have been like as we've been talking about the last few episodes like the pacing of a mystery box that's only 10 episodes long and you have to resolve yeah the main mystery Mm -hmm. like like we are in the end of the third act now yeah like there are no stories that are paced to where like the big reveal unless it's something mind-blowing like a fucking um you know usual suspects or something yeah. where literally the twist is the story mm-hmm. or like you know fucking uh sixth sense or something yeah which at this point they've already shown the twists and they fucking suck yeah um and now and then we still have to have the solution the resolution and then like the endings for so many all of threads. these characters so all of these characters mm-hmm. there's so many characters still left yeah like killed off shaw but we still got you know seven nine raffi the entire tng crew sydney jack crusher mm-hmm. uh borg queen we got to figure out what the um what the borg queen like all that all that shit has to be resolved all that yep. we have to see their endings we have to have their send-offs we yep. still fucking got laris uh-huh. that we have like that, that that's still there that needs that has some nope. resolution with her no and so there's so much to so much ground to cover in an hour. Yeah. Like that doesn't seem it's not going to be satisfying. No, it's unless, going, unless it's, unless of course all like the entire TNG crew 911s themselves. Straight up. That's, like that's the only that, that would that would rule in such a weird and specific way mm-hmm. that I would not be able to I w- I would like I would hoot and holler in the theater. <laughs> yeah. I would I would be like go Yoda. <laughs> go Yoda. <laughs> like, like yeah cuz like it's it's going to make sense because then we won't have to deal with their resolution no no the, we'll then the resolution look. is like everyone mourning them yeah and so maybe we get a few more cameos from like people we saw from other programs and stuff we get to mm-hmm. see martok again being like, oh yeah he was my greatest brother oh shit so, yeah, oh, that'd be so could, sick yeah they'll, they'll just have like some cameos and then yeah it'll just be like you know sydney 79 raffi and like maybe jack if he lives i don't know maybe jack may not live who knows if they'll let him live who cares but yeah who cares at this point like if he does live like it's gonna be fucked up because he just like if he does live like he's the only person who should like be put in prison in a punitive (laughs) prison in in Starfleet. responsible for countless deaths on earth he'll he'll be like i don't think he knew what he was doing well but he he had to have he he's doing the biggest war crime in Starfleet history. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. He's doing like Khan could if Khan heard about this war crime, he would fucking like 
shoot a boner out of the debt out of the earth and Dude, he would he would he would have been able to have escaped seti alpha 5 with the how long his boner was yeah, it would extend been, to another solar been, system he would have been gone into space yeah it would have launched him and then floated away on the power of his boner like yeah like this is this is the, like what jack did is what all of the star trek villains have dreamed about it's the and, dumbest thing ever. It's like he willingly gave himself to the Borg. And it's what everyone, including himself, has been trying to prevent for the last eight episodes. Yes. He's he's walking right into Vatic's plan and being like, oh, well, yeah, all the people that died on board because we needed to prevent Vatic's plan of taking me to the Borg Queen. I'm just going to go over there myself. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck everyone who died. Especially the guy whose mind I went into and walked him right into a phaser. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> cool. cool. Awesome, Jack. And so it's like, you know, the politics of this fucking suck. Yeah. It's just uh, rugged individualism, exceptionalism bullshit. Fucking, oh, God. I, I hate I hate this. I hate this. Yeah. This one gets a two out of ten. Yeah. And, and it only gets a two because I like how much money they spent on reconstructing the Enterprise D set. And, and they did it looks good. It looks good. They did faithfully. It has, it it has looks all, good. The, yeah. has all the same lights. Yeah, I like it. I yeah. like and I, I like the lights kept on coming on and I'm like, shit, what what what? I was doing the fun fucking Vince McMahon face, man. Yeah. I mean that's a that's a good I mean I, I, I do give it credit for having like the the line like I hope we die quickly. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, by was data funny. because I feel the same way. Yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Like I at this point I just want to die quickly and Right. Like if um if they did <laughs> No, I'm not gonna say that. Uh <laughs> So, uh, the, um, what do you think of the episode? What, what would you give it out of ten? Yeah, I mean, two or three sounds about appropriate. Like, I, I hated it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I definitely took points off because, like, the reveal pissed me off so it much. It was so bad. You saw my reaction. Yeah. Like, I... I thought you were hurt. <laughs> <laughs> because, like... I mean, you dumb, were, but, it, it you know. It was the dumbest fucking thing they could choose to do. It was, yeah. And... It's so boring to me. Like, I think I was, I, the entire episode, I was bored and out like, of my mind. I love how their big thing is like Terry Metalis is like big misdirect was instead of green, it was red. Yeah. Wow, whoa, Terry. Dude. Whoa, dude. dude you just, whoa, you great misdirection. It was, it was literally a red herring. Yeah. And great. Uh, that's the thing. Great. Like, I, I, this episode has seriously made me do what I did. Uh, throughout the re- the other two seasons mm-hmm. of Picard where it's just like I just shut my mind off and mm-hmm. I just like let my mind wander because I did not care about anything that was happening yeah. like I was just like you know what like I, I was engaged with the beginning and like I thought like I, I seriously thought like I was going to like this season mm-hmm. but now that we're at the end and it just seemed like it's not going to wrap up in a satisfying way and it's just like do it and like it, it and it took any sort of intrigue that could they could have done something good with like they probably should have had this Borg reveal much earlier they they should have had it like it the maybe the third episode like it should have come soon after the Vatic thing yeah or at least or maybe like after episode four after they escaped the thing yeah I mean just like I mean they they need to better explain why Vatic was working for the Borg under threat of them. Yeah, because like they at the end of the fourth episode when they escape the Thane, um, 
they could have had the end reveal, like, you know, the Borg queen revealing herself to Vatic. And then, like, and then the next episode, episode five, have that, have, like, um, uh, a flashback to mm-hmm. how Vatic and the Borg queen even, like, fucking, like, mm-hmm. joined forces. And, and no matter what, like, <laughs> their motivation, like, for Vatic, sure, I guess it makes sense. She wants revenge. The Borg don't care. Yeah, the Borg couldn't care fucking less about revenge. The, and also, like, and, and like, they're like the the changelings mm-hmm. are, they 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 could easily like the Borg could turn on the changelings no problem. Yeah, like they like the Borg all have an intercommunicated inter, uh, have are all, are communic are interconnected and communicate with each other. Right. So like changelings can't infiltrate the Borg. Correct. And take them down. Right. They, like they could easily be detected and destroyed mm-hmm. and and i'm sure like they could go after the changeling planet next i mean they may like changelings may or may i don't think changelings can probably be assimilated probably not They're, probably not but, but they can be destroyed they can be easy. destroyed yeah. and like and if anything like the cha- like the borg would recognize the changelings as uh, a threat and uh, also imagine the borg with the gem Hadar behind them, yeah, unfucking stoppable, unstoppable, unstoppable. If they got the need, if they got rid of the the gem Hadar like need for Ketracel White, mm-hmm. and instead they were just fueled by being part of a Borg collective, yeah, they're perfect warriors, yeah, like unstoppable. What the fuck are they doing? <laughs> what the fuck are the Borg doing, man? Yeah, what the fuck are the Changelings doing? Like, what? The, why are they? Why are they? Dealing with these people that just revenge, revenge, revenge. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I rate this one a. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're we're going to be in theater seeing the yeah. seeing the tenth episode. I've I've been fair up until now, and you know what? I'm still being fair. This just subjectively fucking sucks. Yeah. This is dumb. This yeah. is dumb writing, and the thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like. I, I don't like people writing stuff assuming that their audience is a bunch of dumb motherfuckers. Yeah. It's the reason, like, why, you know, fucking, like, uh, Christopher Nolan made such an easy career for himself mm-hmm. is because he writes movies that don't assume you're dumb as fuck. Yeah. You know, he writes stuff that is a little heady and stuff, but people mm-hmm. like him yeah. because there are smart people out there who like media like this. And, I, you know, there's especially a lot of smart people that like Star Trek. Yeah. But this is assuming that they're dumb and they have short attention spans and they only remember certain things. It's yeah. bad. And, and, and we're never going to have that return to, like, original TNG and stuff like that. Like, just, act, just stories that are... It, it should have been the conspiracy bugs. They yeah. could have done so much <laughs> better with the conspiracy bugs. Yeah, changelings and conspiracy bugs. Have not not even changelings, just yeah. the conspiracy bugs. Oh, yeah. That would have been so much cooler. Yeah, nothing, we never got a good re- resolution. They, these things are still out there somewhere. Yeah, they just blasted the ones that were there. Yeah. And that's it. Like, yeah. Could have happened again? Yep, that's that episode. Um, I guess that's a good place to leave it as any. Yeah. Um, be well... Time, uh, t- time for us to warp away, be well, travel safe, and his um, soy trick rule of Aslick position number uh, 683 says, um, it smells good, eat it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Smells good, it is good, Shaka Zulu. Hell All right, yeah, baby. Thanks for trekking with the soy boys, girls, and the really beans. Hang, Hang dong, dong and, and shocker. shocker.
soy, 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 Super duper. You need to take another one of them poopers? Not right now. Good. Well, yeah, I was, I, was, I, was, I was going at it. Yeah, you were. 